This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Available on Amazon.com, Walmart.com, and at Hero.co. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O. Delicious, ultra-low net-carb Hero Bread buns and tortillas. Soft and fluffy, high in fiber, and with zero grams of sugar. Up to 10 grams of protein. Coming in at under 100 calories. Order today at Hero.co and use the code AH10 to get 10% off your first purchase. That's AH10 at Hero.co. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hey guys, brand new podcast. It's me, uh, Bert Kreischer. I'm in Australia. I'm hammered. I'm with my wife on the cell phone. My wife, say hi, Leanne. Hi. Um, it's been a rough tour. Not bad, not bad, right, Leanne? I, I think that rough is relative. Really? What do you mean? I think most people would think it was amazing. But yeah. Well, no, I just have a rough time, so I don't like flying and performing in the same day. Yes. And uh, those theater shows get away from me because I end up doing like an hour 40 or an hour 30 every show and then going to the – thank God I have a tour manager, right? Yep. Hey, guys. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Beachbody. Beachbody On Demand is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs, plus extensive nutritional content, all proven to help people achieve their health and fitness goals. Does this sound too formulaic, babe? Perfect. 
with the step-by-step program guides, workout calendars, and comprehensive. Look, I like fucking Beachbody. I'm not going to do the read. I'm buzzed in uh, Australia looking at the Sydney Opera House. Here's why I like it. It's on your phone. Last night I woke up at 4 in the morning and I couldn't go back to bed. And I went back to the I went to the the hotel gym to try to work the buzz out of my head. And I got on the treadmill and I did uh, four miles. And then when I got done, I didn't feel like I was done. I was sweaty. And so I used this uh, uh, beast body, beast beast boat, beast mode guy. I love him. I fucking love him. I have him saved on my phone. You can save him. And I fucking loved it. And I did that workout today, the shoulders workout. I don't know why I only did the shoulders workout. but uh, And you can save them on your phone. They're really great. I'll give you the the call to action, which is like what what you can do so you can do it. But that's why I use it. It's on my phone, and when I want to do a workout, I like part of me goes, "Oh, shoulders." So I just do. Uh, hey, babe, you're making a ton of fucking noise. Not. No, you're on the you're on the podcast. Um, shit, be. Shut up. So if I do shoulders, I just do uh, like shoulder raises or whatever i'd like to do forearm raises like the front row raises but this guy taught me that i could use uh dumbbells and do it like an idiot i never knew that was possible so check out beachbody for this thing you get like uh i'll do the call to action right now right now you can claim a free trial membership for burkcast listeners by texting bert to three zero three zero three zero and get full access to the entire platform for free just try it. Tell me if you like it. I love it. I, I really do love it. I have full access to the platform. I just use this beach, this beast body guy. I love this guy. He's goofy. He doesn't know he's goofy, but that's what makes him goofy. And it's all like uh, bulk stuff. And so it's like, listen, if I'm going to lift weights, I just want to fucking pound and ground. So uh, beach body, check him out on demand. That's one of the sponsors. I feel like a, a fucking. I feel really feel drunk. All right. Next, DraftKings. DraftKings dot com. I'm sure they're gonna love that intro read. Uh, this is another thing I use. I sound like a real fucking Matthew McConaughey. Uh, DraftKings dot com. Week one is in the books, but it's not too late to get the closer look at the games you love with DraftKings.com, one-week fantasy football. This Sunday, DraftKings.com is hosting a $100,000 Pick'ems contest. Dude, Pick'ems contests are my favorite. That's when you just pick all the fucking games, and all you got to do is win them with the spread. I am in a Pick'ems league with a bunch of Hollywood elites, and uh, I got to put fucking hang up on Leanne. She's fucking killing me. She's making so much noise. Um, but I love those Pick'em leagues. All you got to do is Pick'em versus the points. Pick'em is the newest way to win, newest way to play one week fantasy football. Draft your team is faster than ever. DraftKings has organized players in eight tiers. All you have to do is select one team, one player from each tier. Oh, wait, this is a different Pick'em's league. Choose between the public contest and the pack. Oh, shut the fuck up. 
They also have beginners and casual contests where you can play against people of your similar similar skill level. DraftKings, fuck yeah. The best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. Here's my call to action. Draft, go to DraftKings.com right now and use the promo code BIRDCAST to get to play DraftKings free contests with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. That's DraftKings.com right now and use the promo code BIRDCAST. And you can, oh, are you fucking kidding me? You can share, a, a, do I sound drunk as fuck right now, Sydney? That's promo code BIRDCAST to compete for your share in a $100,000 prize in the contest. is DraftKings.com. Uh, the, game inside, the game inside the game, eligibility restrictions. <laughs> See DraftKings.com for details. The game inside the game, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Are you drunk, Bert? Yeah, I'm fucking hammered. I did a show tonight at the M. Moore Theater in uh, Sydney. And I didn't know it was fucking Tuesday, okay? I had no idea that my favorite sponsor in the world, Blue Apron. (laughs) Was uh, knocking at my door. Letting me know. B-Man, we got you coming. Oh, so funny. I called back to the girls a couple times this week. I've called back to them a lot. The one thing that's kept me sane this entire uh, trip is uh, a connection with home. For the most part, it's been a hurricane. I know that sounds sad, but uh, my parents are in Tampa. So I've been calling back and forth with my parents and seeing how they're doing. I remember growing up in hurricanes, or or at least tropical storms, sometimes hurricanes. And the locking down of a family, that that feeling of like, of, uh, of almost like a doomsday prepper. It, oh, it's fucking great. It really is great. There is something liking. Like, I, I've been thinking about my buddy Cowhead this week because he's got a bunch of machine guns. And I was like, that's got to be a fun feeling to be, like, locked down with machine guns and securing the perimeter. The other thing I've been doing is texting with my girls. We're putting in a pool. And uh, and every night I talk to Leanne, she's making a blue apron. Oh, she's fucking pissed. Call me when you're done. Um as you know, I love Blue Apron. It's the number one fresh ingredient uh, recipe delivery service in the country. Its its mission is to make incredibly home-cooked meals accessible to everyone. I love Blue Apron. They have established partnerships with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranchers across the United States. Dot, 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 dot. The seafood's fresh. The beef is fresh. Responsibly raised animals. Regenerative farming. It is, look, all the shit you need to worry about what goes into your belly is fine. Here's the fucking point. I come home 
I'm home three days a week, and we cook a blue apron. My kids don't eat shit. They've got thumb tongues, and they won't eat shit. But when it's a blue apron, they try it, and that's what's important. So get sign up to Blue Apron and, and allow your family to spread its wings and, uh, and, and try something different. They say cooking builds stronger family bonds. I fucking agree. It's cheap as shit. It's $10 per person. Oh, I want to spend 15 minutes talking about Blue Apron. Let me talk about this uh, week's upcoming meals. Summer vegetables, eggplant panini, panini with uh, calabari and chili mayonnaise and caprese salad. Oh, that sounds great if I could pronounce it. Soy glazed pork and rice cakes with bok choy and marinated green beans. By the way, the honey green beans, girls didn't like. <laughs> Just got to tell you, Blue Apron. Skillet vegetable chili with cornmeal and cheddar drop biscuits. Oh, fucking Leanne's being a bitch. Garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad and roasted purple. I think that actually that's what they had this week was the roasted purple tomatoes. Um, my daughters freaked out over the roasted purple tomatoes because they were like, or uh, potatoes. Oh, no. I read that wrong. I love Blue Apron. The meals are quick. They are 30 minutes or less. Look, they're affordable. The variety is awesome. They're very flexible. They're very easy. And they are guaranteed to be fresh. Blue Apron knows you're busy. So they are now offering 30-minute meals. Really? These meals are made with the same flavor and farm-fresh ingredients you know and love and are ready in 30 minutes or less. Well, say that to my wife. I would put a timer against that woman. See if she can do it in 30 minutes. Because these 40-minute meals, sometimes, Leanne. <laughs> Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping, go to blueapron.com slash birdcast. That's blueapron.com slash birdcast. Blue Apron, a way to a Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Also, check out Laughable. Laughable is uh full disclosure, it's me, Tony, Ari, uh, Greg, Ned. It's our it's our app. It's the thing we use. We like I, I like it the best on the planes. It's easy to download. If you're using Laughable, make sure you subscribe directly to me so that you don't miss any podcasts that I'm on. If you aren't using Laughable, start. It's the best rated podcast app in the App Store. Go download it right now. Android, Android users can sign up for the wait list at laughable.com slash Android. If you're enjoying the app, go and leave them a five-star review in the App Store. All right, that's it. I love you guys. I know you're hearing this and going, Bert. When's Sober October coming? It's coming. It's right around the corner. Listen, I had a fucking long I've had I've had a very long week. So if I sound drunk, because I am drunk, because I'm fucking beat, man. I haven't, my, my sleep schedule hasn't picked up. I'm in Sydney, and I don't know what time it is. I just talked to Leanne. I should call her right now. She's fucking pissed. But, uh, I haven't caught up to my sleep schedule. Whoa, what top is that? My sports bra. 
Oh, wow. I'm trying to figure I can wear that I can paint in. All right. I love you. I'll, I'll call you right back, okay? Yeah, I'll call you right back. Okay. So, um, I'm here in Australia. My, uh, I'm, by the way, this is going to be the Sober October starts uh, October 1st. I think the rule is I can drink uh, September 31st and then stop at midnight. But, and then we're going the whole month sober and uh, doing hot yoga 15 times, Ari, me, and Tom, and Joe. And uh, getting clean. I need it. I do need it. I, I do. I'm like fucking exhausted. Can't wait to be home for a little bit of a stretch. I know this has been meandering. Just jump forward to the podcast. I'm, I apologize. On the podcast today is Brendan Walsh. Brendan Walsh, by the way, signed a big fat deal with Comedy Central. So when you hear him be honest about his life, I respect that more than anything in the world because that was like two days before he signed a deal with Comedy Central to do a, a new show with Randy. Um, Nick Thune has been on the podcast before. Fucking love. I love both of these guys. They're just big boozers. Nick and I get drunk. I think Brendan get, gets uh, kind of drunk, but Nick and I get definitely drunk, and we probably say more than we want. By the way, shout out to... Uh, to Mark Grossman and uh, whoever else we shit on, Joel. Joel, I love you. You know I love you. But whoever we end up shitting on, if we shit on you, it's not intentional. It's just two drunk comics being drunk and giggling. But we love you. I, you know I love you guys. Uh, all right. That's it. This is the podcast. 15-minute intro. I love you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Thune and Brendan Walsh. This is the All right, let's do it. In Asheville, they were like, hey, there's a condo. Uh, and the guy says to call him because he guarantees you that you'll like it. Ah. That's <laughs> what so I did. And, and then he like sent me pictures. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll do that condo. I, uh, I, I did the Asheville Comedy Festival one time. I've done that too, yeah. And they were like, uh, yo, we'll put you up at this Airbnb. Or no, a bed and breakfast. I'd never stayed at a bed and breakfast yeah. before. So uh, I'm like, cool. So I get there late at night. Everyone's asleep. And I just figure the place is mine. Yeah. I didn't know that there were other, I didn't know that people were living there. <laughs> so uh, I go down to the fridge and there's some PBRs. Like yeah. PBRs. So I grab the 12-pack, take them to my room. Uh, start drinking them, listening to music, jamming out, getting weird as fuck. Yeah. Uh, and you do that shirtless normally. And- oh, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm getting my steps up. You yeah, know, like yeah, I yeah. like to listen to music <laughs> mm-hmm. and dance and fucking drink and walk around the room and write and uh, pass and, and, out. I mean, and that's all like like teen pop stuff you're listening to. Uh, at the time, I was listening. I think I was. Oh, I don't know what I was listening to then, but there was a period of time I was doing it with the neon trees. Hard as fuck. <laughs> and so, um, so wake up the next morning and I go to take a shower and I have no towels in my room. And I'm like, fuck. So I open the door and I see a guy in the hallway and I go, hey man, can I get some towels? Uh, and he was like, uh, sure. And then he went and got me his towels. He was staying there too. And then I fucking bailed. I came back that, like I partied that day yeah. and came back that night and just walking through, eating food out of the fridge. And then, and then they, the lady, there, there was a letter. This was, the next time I go through, they're like, hey, Bert wants to stay at that. I go, put me up in that same place. And they're like, 
they won't have you. And this is the letter she wrote. And it was fucking scathing. It was like, Bert Kreischer is a monster. Like, he came in there. He had no... He didn't even tell us not to make him breakfast. I didn't even yeah. know they made fucking breakfast. I didn't know yeah. they legit well, I mean, made it's, breakfast. It's half of the name. Yeah. I know, but I didn't know that it was like... I thought it was like, you know... <laughs> when they say friends and family, they just go... It's a and a breakfast. If it's not family, we get it. <laughs> There's usually no family, yeah. <laughs> so I had no fucking clue. And then... Uh, but the best part is... Uh, so I put it on MySpace. This is how long ago it happened is MySpace. I put it on MySpace. And then I get a deal... For DoubleTree through Travel Channel for like ton of money, one thing, and then they go, "Hey, two you, grand." Yeah, and they were like, "Have you ever? Do you have any bad run-ins with hotels where you trashed a hotel room?" I go, "No, I'm not a fucking animal." Uh, uh. And they're like, "Yeah, well, we saw this thing on your MySpace page." I was like, "I'll pull it off. No one's ever seen it." And I post a letter. That guy lady, uh. I fuck it. I fucked her house up. But you didn't fuck her house up. Her you house just up. like were you didn't know that it. You thought it was like an Airbnb that they had. I thought it was my you. place. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize that we were sharing it with like other people. Well, I mean, like the bed and breakfast. If you, when I think about bed and breakfast, is I think about Groundhog's Day. That's exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting there watching Jeopardy, knowing all the answers, yeah, just like <laughs> in the bath. And who the fuck wants to stay at a B and B? I mean, maybe that's like back in the old days when like you yeah. talked to your neighbors or you wanted to like when people didn't have it's social like a anxiety disorder. Hostile. It's like a gro- like hostile for old people. Oh, I would but never. Who would st- stay at a hostel after twenty two? Uh, Ari Shafir. Yeah, trying to well. slay eighteen-year-old pussy. Yeah, yeah, choke him for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> he's circumcised, right? No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah, it's got to be it. right. Everyone's seen him. him. Yeah, yeah. I've seen his dick a lot. Mm-hmm. I was just remembering uh, when I was thirteen, my friend's younger brother got circumcised. He was ten. What? And I, I didn't know. Like I was circumcised. You know, obviously I've got a huge dick, but I didn't know <laughs> that they had cut a little bit off of it. Yeah. And so this kid had to walk around for a week with no pants on because at 10 years old, they were like, yeah, we got to cut this guy. Why? Are you shitting me? I think it was like sometimes it, it's a medical thing. Yeah, uh-huh. sometimes it's medical. I've had, I've, I've had people, I've known people who were like, yeah, we had to recircumcise my son. They fucked it up the first time. Dude, I heard someone say that guys lose their dick from bad circumcisions. I'm sure it's happened. There's such a thing as it, dick like, cancer. It, take it, off. it gets infected. And they got to chop like a and they piece take, of the head off. Yeah, I guess. I don't Maybe know. Maybe like an inch or two. Or that's a lot. I can't afford that. I just saw. I did a set. Uh, I did a set with. I'm going to do someone else's bit, but it was funny. Kevin Nealon was. Uh, <laughs> he was talking about Caitlyn Jenner or whatever, and like getting his dick cut off or whatever. Caitlyn Jenner. He's like, oh man, I don't know if I would want to do it all once. I'd have him like. You know, take like uh, one testicle off and like come back a week later. <laughs> go, yeah, I'm still into it. I'm going to take the other testicle off and then have them take an inch off every week for 10 weeks. <laughs> and then if I was still into it, I'd say, okay, yeah, go ahead, take the other half off or something, <laughs> something like that. I'm, I butchered it, but that was like the idea. I didn't see it coming. I'm always Wait. shocked when you run into those SNL guys that are, that are funny. Kevin Nealon's funny yeah, as shit. Yeah, like, like when you see like David Spade. I didn't yeah. expe- I didn't, Rob Schneider. I didn't expect Rob Schneider to be funny at all. And I was like, yeah, oh, I forgot he was a stand-up. I mean, he's yeah. racist, but here's an interesting... Well, he's got an Asian mom, so he can do that. That's why I'm one-eighth Cherokee. That's why I get away with all my uh, negative uh, Native American material. I'm one-eighth Cherokee. Guys, I'm one-eighth Cherokee. <laughs> your positive Native American stuff. What's your negative stuff? Oh, it's all about like wampum and shit. I don't know. Wampum. So wait, what's a eunuch? 
Is a eunuch no balls or is no a balls. eunuch and no dick? Dick and no balls, I no think. No balls and no dick. No balls and no, no, no dick? I, no, I, no balls is castration. Eunuchs, no penis. Mm. You watch right? Game of Thrones? Yeah, because yeah. they're in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, don't they have I'm dicks? Doing? So all those su- sully with this, the... Um, the unsullied? Yeah. Are all... No, they're... Are they eunuchs? They have dicks, but no balls, right? Remember that eat-out scene? He ate that chick out this last season? I don't oh, watch that they've show. They've got no... Can your dick get hard with no balls? That's interesting. Hey, hit me up on Twitter. If you have no balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eunuch is no penis. Eunuch's no penis? Yeah, that's what they call me in high school. Eunuch's no penis. <laughs> there was one guy. I, I thought they were calling me unique, but no, it turns out. <laughs> here's, a, here's a question. I mean, it is unique. Yeah. Do kids these days have to shower naked with each other? Oh, if, if I'm there, if I'm their coach, they do. I stand there naked with a clipboard. Did you guys shower naked in junior high? Uh, no, not in junior high. I had to. You really? know, it's weird. I never it was like up too. the te- our PE teacher had an office in the locker room with windows. So, well, looking into the showers, yes. <laughs> and we all had to shower naked. I mean, I didn't hit puberty till I was like 15, and, and oh, some of yeah. these guys were, you know, full on Italian. <laughs> Dude, I remember. I went to an Italian immersion school. <laughs> <laughs> I never had. Well, I went to a great. I went to Catholic grade school, first through eighth grade, and there was no showering there. Oh, I went to all boys Catholic high school. That's got to be a shower situation. Oh, dude, yeah, first yeah. day, first day, we're all sitting around, get done PE. I think it was Coach Sayo goes, uh, "All right." Everyone in the everyone hit the showers, and we were like, "Huh?" And he was like, "Everyone hit the showers," and we're like, "Yeah." And so we all stood around, like, and like, I mean, the whole freshman class, no one knew each other really. Some kids did, and we were just like, slow, like you know, slowing it up, yeah. like, "Ah, oh, shirts off." Yeah, we're gonna take our yeah. time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> my bell might ring, and I might not make it in. Yeah, is <laughs> your shampoo, shampoo and conditioner? Should I bring them both in? Do they have that in there? Can someone oh. check real quick? Sure, I'll go check. And so we're all sitting there. And then uh, he's like, pull comes out and he's like, hey, fucking naked now and get in the goddamn showers. And we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. So what I do is I decide to reach in my pants and start to work up a chub. So <laughs> I'm like, if I have a little bit of a chub, cause yeah. I can't bring out this. Yeah. And so I grab my dick and I'm just like pretending I have an itch, but I'm like, come on, slapping it. Like, come on, buddy, wake up. Yeah. We, got, we got a game time. And uh, Coach Howe comes out again and he's like, God damn it. And he pulls my pants down. And he goes, that's Chrysler's cock. You've all got one. Get in the fucking shower. And here I am Jesus. fucking tugging my dick. And all these guys are like, oh. But yeah, that was the first time I ever showered with dudes. I've got some bad memories from this locker room. I, so I had, you know, I had to shower naked every day. But then I broke my, my nose got broken in a baseball game. Uh, like somebody hit a home run. And like in junior high, when any time there's a home run over the fence, everybody goes out to congratulate him at home plate. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy that was on deck was just swinging oh. away with. Uh. He had two fucking donuts on the back, <laughs> and basically, <laughs> boom, nails my nose like just right around the corner. And I'm wearing a white uniform, blood everywhere. Yeah. Pushed me up against the backstop, and our teacher. I was this was JV baseball, by the way. Our our teacher, our coach, was the keyboard teacher. This guy. He wore a gray sweatshirt that said, I'm going to pump you up. Uh-huh. Like he was oh, into like this the SNL already. bit. Yeah, yeah. And so he took me down to the locker room. And that, this was when, like, in the locker room, you just had, um, like, the, the paper towels. Yeah. Remember those brown paper towels that oh, yeah. were as if they were just sandpaper? Yeah. L- like the roll? Yes. Or, yeah. But the brown, like, there's no, they, they don't absorb anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
They're just, they're they just still have them of, at bars uh, and shit. Just shy of uh, yeah, loose, loose leaf, leaf paper. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Brown, loose leaf paper. It's like a paper it. bag, basically, but like exactly. a little bit yeah. ruffled. And AIDS had just happened. So uh, <laughs> blood was like, everybody was like, oh, yeah. that, he's prob- he might have AIDS. We don't yeah. know. He's a, he's a fucking kid He's a thun. He's probably got AIDS. <laughs> Seattle, Washington. AIDS. Who knows? He's skinny. So he, put, he took me down to the locker room, put rubber gloves on. Oh. And then grabbed a ton of that brown paper towel and just jammed it on my fucking broken nose. Oh. Freshly hit off a bat. Yeah, <laughs> I have such a visual. Same like, locker room that I, I have. Had to get a, naked. Uh, I have a similar baseball broken nose story <laughs> that involves no athleticism. This is, I was much younger. I was like ten years old, and uh, it was picture day for you know when you play little league, you get your picture yeah, taken. Yeah, yeah. And uh, my friend Jerry Volpe. Had like you had to fill out a form for the photographer, like you had to give him a check and a form filled out or whatever. And Jerry didn't. He the day of the picture, we're at the playground, and Jerry's mom just like gave him a check and the form was like filled out and give it to the photographer. So he's at the bottom of the slide filling out the thing, and I see him and I'm like, oh, it'll be funny if I go up on the slide, slide down, and kick all his shit away. And I'm so excited about it. I run up and jump down the slide and the fucking safety bar going across the slide. I fucking bang my face on it, and I'm like full force. And then I'm on the top of the slide just like like a dog fucking just ah! fucking like pushing my face around. My dad's one of the coaches. Everybody's like, what the fuck is he doing? And there's blood like just dripping on my face. And they're like, the fuck's going on with you? And I'm like, I want to fucking kick your shit away. And I bang my face. And my dad was a fireman, like a EMT. He was a fireman. And uh, he's like, he's looking at me, he goes, yeah, it's, you know, it's broken. He's like, what do you want to do? He's like, you want to go to the hospital? We'll go spend all fucking day at the hospital. Or I could just try and set it here. And I'm like, you know, it's a Saturday. And I'm like, I guess just set it. And my dad's like, like, and fucking uh, sets my nose. And then we get our pictures taken. My nose is fucking just huge, broken. But the uh, me and Jerry, the guy whose shit I wanted to kick away, had bought those... uh, those things that people wear when they're laying in a tanning bed that covers their eyes. <laughs> so we bought those and drew eyeballs on them and had them hiding under our hat. So when they went to take the picture, we put them down over our eyes. So I got uh, a picture of this big purple broken nose and these fucking... Uh, Tanning, uh, bed. tanning bed eyeballs and Jerry and we both have our pants pulled up to here oh that's such a great like now that you have kids there's such a, a real parent moment like Georgia fell out of a truck and we were gonna uh, we were gonna we were about to go tubing but she slipped and fell out of a truck and landed on her arm she's like I'm pretty sure I broke my arm and I was like well are you want do you want to go to a hospital I'm like we're in the, the middle or? yeah we're in the middle of a field do you want to do the tube or do you want to sit in the hospital in your bathing suit she was like, "Like, why are you putting this on me?" Like, yeah. I think I well, broke also, my fucking if her arm. arm was broken, oh, she would fucking so know, right? I, I, this, this similar situation. I had a meeting, like, like a dinner meeting with an associate, my agent or whatever. And I get there, and she sits down, and we're like, "I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, we're going to talk about my career. I need to turn things around." And then I realize I've missed five phone calls from my wife, oh. and I. I'm like, fuck, all right, she's calling again. I answer it. She goes, well, Towns, my son, uh, got into a bottle of Tylenol. And huh. I, don't, I don't know how much he ate. It's children Tylenol. So uh, it tastes good? 
Yeah, it tastes good, okay. but yeah. he also won't say if he ate one or five. He's two at the time, so, or three. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And she's like, so what do I do? And I'm like, well, we got to go to the hospital. And I was like, hey, thank you for meeting me. I got to go. And so I hopped in my car and drove. It was like an hour-long drive to get from the Chateau Marmont <laughs> all the way to Glendale, you know, whatever mm-hmm. hospital. Yeah. And we get in there, and he's in there, and he's having fun. He's playing with the car and and this doctor comes in and he's like, listen, we don't know how much he ate, so we want him to stay here for eight hours and we're going to monitor him. I was just like, God, it's like 8 p.m. at this point. And it's like, oh, really? God, it's going to be 16 o'clock by the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> then a nurse comes in and says, listen, we don't think you need to stay here for eight hours. We think that he ate like a few. And even if he ate a whole bottle of children's Tylenol, he'd be okay. So... If you sign this paper, you can go, uh, or you have to stay here for eight hours. Oh yeah, and we monitor him. Put that on me. And, and we were like, okay. And he goes, so you guys make a decision. And I was like, well, I don't want to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, five minutes later, we're in my car. We yeah. Away. Like we're not going to do this. I had oh. to sign. I'd sign that thing. I was having like chest pains, but not real. I did cocaine the night before. Oh, and like the next day we're fucking on a hike and I'm just kind of like, ah. And it's one of those things where like it wasn't, I'm like, you never. Did. I think I feel, I felt something. And then it's just all like, it, did I feel it again? Did I like, I'm just like in my head and it's like maybe gas or, and then my girlfriend just like, we're going to the hospital. Like, let's just go yeah. to the hospital. Yeah. What are you fucking doing? And, uh, you know they did all the tests and it was fine, but the same did thing. You they tell were them like, you did cocaine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Dude, after like you turn thirty-five, you don't leave anything out with doctors anymore. Like oh. when I was younger, they'd be like, "So how many drinks do you have a week?" Oh, maybe like eight. <laughs> now I'm like fucking a hundred. I don't know. You know, like it's like well, because it's like you're like, what am I going to lie to you about? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I drink like crazy. Like I don't drink every night, but when I do, I have ten fucking drinks. Yeah, and. uh yeah, I this is the first time I was like, yeah, I did cocaine last night. Not a lot. I did like a couple bumps of cocaine. <laughs> like, I, love the, I love that there is a quantification to not someone like, like me and you going, not a lot. Like, I wasn't in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. all night. Well, but, <laughs> I, mean, so I could play darts. But if you're, but if you're uh, yeah, but it's, I think it would make a difference where it's like, yeah, I use cocaine all the time. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. cocaine last night. The last time I did it before that was probably a year before that. Yeah. And I did like, you know, fucking two key bumps or whatever and uh yeah i don't know i think i have chest pains or whatever but it was the same they made me sign a thing was saying it anxiety probably i mean it was probably just like a combination of like, like oh, i'm too old to be doing cocaine Why yeah did i do it last night and then it starts to pump up i don't even you know i think that like i don't know yeah it was probably just like whatever i had a fucking weird chest pain like from stress or Fuck cocaine because that is the my problem is like I, the last two times I did it, and I haven't done it in a really long time, but I remember doing it. We were in New York, and I well, I did it after that also. But mm-hmm. the, this one time I remember, and uh, I got in Chinese food that night. And I was like, I'm going to have a beer and some Chinese food and go to sleep. Had the Chinese food, and then I'm like fucking panicking going, is there MSG in that? Oh, my God. Maybe I'm having a stroke. And I'm like, why? And then you start mm-hmm. going, why the fuck do I do this shit to myself? Mm-hmm. Like I was at I was at Jordan Rubin's house. Do you know Jordan Rubin? Oh, yeah. I was at Jordan Rubin's house. I was at these models. 
And they were like, hey. <laughs> he was like, they were like, hey, do you want to do coke? And I was like, yeah. So I go to Jordan. I go, hey, you, can we use your room to get high? And he's like, sure. So we go into the bedroom, and I take the mirror off his window wall, <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, I thought you guys were smoking weed." And I was like, "I would never smoke weed in your car, in your room. How rude yeah, is yeah, that?" Yeah, yeah. I'd go outside, go to a fucking window. This is this is his apartment downtown. This is in Soho. Yeah, his apartment in Soho. I think with Simon Rex. <laughs> oh, Simon Rex. For yeah, yeah. Sure. Simon Rex yeah. is uh, in uh, typically Nick. Typical, typical Nick. I don't Nick know. Swartzen's got yeah. Nick Swartzen's oh, yeah. Yeah. thing. Yeah. Typical Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that resonated with Brandon. Typical Rick. Yeah, I've heard. Of, I mean, I follow Nick on <laughs> Instagram or whatever, so yeah. it rings a bell. I just watched Benchwarmers, by the way. Never seen it. Oh really? yeah, it was just it's on Netflix. It's a dumb movie. You but... know what's great? Speaking of Nick Swartzen movies, the Bucky Larson Born to Be a really? Star, zero percent Rotten Tomatoes. It was famous for. I fucking have not laughed at a comedy more. I can't remember the last time. Really? Me and my girlfriend watched. She was fucking dying, too. It is just... It's straight up fucking retarded. Yeah. And hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Did we talk about Boat Trip on our podcast? We did. Yes. (laughs) Wait, Boat Trip? Boat Trip. You have Horatio to watch it. Sands and uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> I just saw that the other day. You watched it? No, I just saw that oh. it came up and I went, You have to. I went, it's it's so trip. bad. I remember when that came out and I was like, wow, Horatio Sands is going to be a huge fucking star. <laughs> no, this thing, and within five minutes, these two dudes get on a gay cruise. Yeah. But the they don't realize it's a gay cruise until they've possible. been on it for two days already. Which <laughs> is like, lots of guys here. Let's fucking get some pussy. Yeah. <laughs> and every, and every dude's like trying to fuck them. And so the whole premise is oh, that they don't know. It's so bad. It's oh, like it's real? just one of those like logical. Yeah, where you're like, what? We're not All allowed right. to smoke. But in it's here, like right? uh, you can smoke if you want. You sure? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, yeah. If you want, if you so want, if he's get... going to smoke, I'm going to smoke, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then if it's going to be smoky. We'll turn the AC off, and the sound will be better. Uh, yeah, Let's everyone right now is like, light a fucking cigarette. But uh, <laughs> Bucky cigar, Larson, okay? yeah, fuck yeah, Bucky Larson, <laughs> born to be a star, is. Honest to God, fucking everybody. It's hard to find. I have this, like, Amazon Fire Stick that's, like, jailbroken. Right there on the floor. It's fucking right great. The fucking it's floor. great. The, with the Cody on it, the jailbroken Dude, don't one. don't say that because they listen to this podcast. I mean, they got to know it exists. Um, but you know, the Bucky Larson's hard to ashtrays? find. Do you edit these at all, or is this all going to be in the podcast? <laughs> what um, kind of a cigar is that? No, no, no. I got, I got. Uh, Old Henry. Is it? Is it like how much is that one cigar? How much? No. Like Thirteen bucks. That's like a decent like. Yeah, Do decent. you inhale the cigar or no? no? I don't. I don't. I'm going up. I'm doing. I'm. 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 I'm being Wait, you conscious. You videotape this or is this for something else? I videotape it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, my dad smokes backwards. By but the way, I've had backwards. Them. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know if you guys Do we have this. an ashtray. I will say I don't have an ashtray. That was the answer to that. Um, I am doing. Uh, Can we use one of your uh, d- one of the dumbbells here? Yeah. yeah. How would you ask or one of dumbbell? the or no the weight just <laughs> oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. disc Ash, weight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashtray yeah. the weight. Um. I am doing. Uh, I'm doing sober October. No drinking? No booze in October. How do you prep for that? Uh, you know, it's so funny. Slow down beforehand or? Not. I, I, well, I, I was just going to stop. But um, can I see your lighter? Yeah. 
And but like everyone's been concerned for me that like oh I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna die. You can't I, like a friend of mine who was on. a pretty big booze bag was gonna quit smoking, and a doctor told him or not quit smoking, quit drinking. And he was like, yeah, you should like taper off. Your body could go into shock if you're used to drinking. I mean, he was like, he's an artist and fucking was drinking like just drinking every night in his studio, paying like, like a, a couple a day, a couple bottles of wine a night on Hold top on. of like some beer. OK, well, maybe we should talk then. Yeah. I guess I'm going to taper off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but like I've heard that too, where they're I like think everyone. But got I think really that's scared like when that is, actor from True Blood died. Is that how he died? He, the black uh, he guy quit drinking. He went cold turkey and fucking was shaking it out in a bed and fucking had congenitive heart failure. Oh shit! Yeah, I guess so, it could. But you're not like I don't know. You're look, like a party look, drinker. I just had I just had my first drink of the night at seven thirty. We were having dinner with friends. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see these guys in 30 minutes. I'm gonna have a cocktail, but like, I didn't need one. And I jogged there. My, me and my daughters jogged there. So I, I run every day. I'm yeah. pretty. I found out in, from you know Rogan and Tom and Ari. I'm not in pretty good shape. I'm just in shape. I can run. I enjoy running. Um, I lift weights. I'm, ex- I'm, fa- I'm very active. I, I get over 12,000 steps a day. Yeah. But I do booze a lot, and I yeah. and I do booze a lot in the sense that I go. Um, I do have to find a healthy way to fly. That's my big problem is I can't fly sober. And so I got to get rid of Why? that. What about Xanax, dude? Uh, it it does work sometimes, and then sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't give me enough, you know? Oh, and if you take too much, you And then you're if zonked. I take too much, yeah. I'm fucking dead for a day. Yeah. And so... Uh, I've I've had a bad Xanax ex- experience before. It's That stuff really settles in. I take it a lot. Dude. You do? Oh. Like how Not much? like... Uh, like a half a milligram. That's not much. Uh, fluctuates between like three and five times a week. Just like it during the because it's like, not enough to get addicted to, but it's not probably not healthy. It doesn't. You take it it doesn't get. Well, I stop pills. not with it. No, I don't do it to get fucked up. Like I do it legitimately, especially now. I'm like with the kid, and not that's, that the kid's causing stress, no, but like work and sh- like there's financial problems. That's when I stop doing, doing it. Oh no, I because I get fucking because I can't. Like I'm writing a th- like, if I have to work on like writing shit or whatever, and I'm in the back of my head like, how the fuck? Like we only like you were saying like you have enough money till February or whatever, and I'm like, I'm not making any fucking money. Like, I'm just str- – like, you know, the past few months have been the worst financial months for me. So I need to – I'm just like, I can't get myself spun out about this. I'll just yeah, take a Xanax. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and work on this fucking pilot. And yeah. I can think of funny shit instead of going like, oh, fuck, what the – I had this flight once where I was – it was one of those flights where it's like 10 people. Like, how is this – how are we – how is this airline – Making money on this. Yeah. And the dude behind me was like, hey, do you want Xanax? Oh. And I go back and end up like, finds out he's like, you know, from fucking Iraq or something. And <laughs> and he just got out at a war and he's going to go see his daughter for the first time. And while he was there, his fucking wife left him, married some other dude. He's going to see his daughter for the first time. And... He was like, yeah, I can't see very well. Like it, the sunlight like bothers me. And, and so I gave him my sunglasses and I got off the plane and I was at the Denver airport and I called my wife 
and I was crying. And I was like, I just gave this guy my sunglasses. And she's like, are you on drugs? And I'm like, yeah, I just had a ton of Xanax. <laughs> How much did you take? Like, he gave me like a whole, you know, like, like they, a bar? Like, yeah, a Two bar. milligrams. Oh, yeah. Oh, those are fucking aggressive. <laughs> well, you can't take that whole thing. Yeah. yeah I got, well, I, you could die from that. one for, for me one time. And I, I, me and my sister split it. Yeah. And my sister passed out. I passed out in the airport yeah. waiting for, on the floor waiting for my plane. <laughs> and she passed out on her plane and woke up on Why the Why does tarmac. this happen at airports? Because oh, all, that's all my fucking... All, all dr- I think there's a theory. I'm sure that someone's written a book about this, that everything is more intense at an airport. Mm. Like, I cry on planes nonstop. Oh, yeah. When I see movies, I saw Walking <laughs> Tall. I saw rock. Blindside on a plane. I cried. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever cried. Oh, no, you know, I did... Uh, Remember uh, Mike DiStefano, the, yeah. who's a comedian? He died. Um, this was, I think, before he died. And I was listening to Marin's podcast, and he told this story about like his wife on the back of a motorcycle. On the motorcycle. Yeah. And I'm sitting on the plane. We hadn't even taken <laughs> off that. yet. And I'm like, fucking turning the air thing into my eyes, like to fucking dry him out. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you been on an airplane? either hungover or whatever and you try and turn the air on you because it's so hot and you're like this is the only way i can survive if i get this air coming on me right now oh dude i've because i fly in the same thing every time i wear a hooded sweatshirt and a north face vest so i can zip stuff in my pocket so i don't lose it and then the, the hooded sweatshirt's lucky yeah and but i've get on, gotten on planes and been sweating so you're afraid of flying oh a hundred percent i have a legit fear of flying that is Probably, I say I'll probably die more from my behaviors on planes, not like being crazy right. or a lunatic, but drinking, yeah. than I will a plane crash easily. Yeah. It'll be that'll be the death of me. Let me tell you, my I had this flight where I got on, it was from like Schenectady, New York, it was like the smallest flight to Boston, and I was sitting in the bulkhead row, like right past first class, so yeah. you, you can't like have a bag or anything. and there was this elderly woman sitting next to me and she all of a sudden just like, as we were starting to like, right when the takeoff happened, I felt her hand grab my hand. Oh yeah. And it was like a weird thing. I was like, all right, I'll hold your hand. And then we got up in the air and she said, thank you. My husband died a week ago and this is my first flight without him. Oh, I started (laughs) bawling immediately and she's like no it's okay it's okay i'm like i'm so sorry i'm also really drunk (laughs) i've been drinking at the airport do you there is a weird connection you get with people when you're that hammered getting onto a plane oh yeah and you're just talking to someone you're like dude i could have been a contractor (laughs) (laughs) um i stopped taking xanax when i had my kids because i had a bad experience with it well, your kids are like 13. I know, but I know they you had got, Xanax yeah. back then. I still, <laughs> Xanax been around for a while. I yeah. used to be addicted to this shit. I used to take it like candy. Oh yeah, I take it all the time. I well, the come like if you get hooked on it, it's supposedly like one of the, the hardest things the to hardest get off. They won't of. take you into rehab if you're on Xanax. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benzos are the toughest to get off of. But um, I, I do one night. My wife goes out to dinner with her friends. I got the girls, so I can't drink, and I just, just go. Ah, I take a Xanax. I took a Xanax, you know, fucking half a Xanax sleep, half a bar though. No, half a half a half of a milligram, so a quarter of oh, okay. a quarter half, of a milligram. Yeah. Take the Xanax, and I wake up, and both my daughters are in my bed crying. And my wife's standing over me, shaking me, trying oh, to wake me up. Yeah, they thought I was dead. I was just sound asleep. Mm-hmm. I was like fucking out, Xanaxed out, 
and they thought I was dead, and I ne- I never took a Xanax. I will not take a Xanax around my kids. I'll take it like, like um, I do. I will take it, I guess, around the kids sometimes. But like, I'll take them now. I'll take them at four p.m. if I ever take one, because I know I can sleep solid that night if I have that residual Xanax effect. Yeah. How old were the kids at that point? Uh, must have been. Isla must have been. If they got up the stairs, uh, probably like <laughs> they two got and, up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing probably two and four. Yeah. I just started walking quick. Make sure your kid crawls. Yeah. Yeah, All don't right. let them fuck. If they start fucking walking, well, put them on the ground. Okay. Because I let walk before she crawled, and uh, that's, it's a sign it's of dyslexia. Like a, oh, really? Yeah, and fucking dyslexia is a pain in the fucking ass. I had a moment where I was traveling a ton, <clears throat> and there was a wedding. And so I went, like, it's an island in Seattle the wedding was at, and I flew from New York back. And that's a nice thing. I've been there for a thing. No, that island that, uh, Woodby? what's it called? What is it? Woodby Island? Is it? No, it wasn't that. What's a, there's another Could one. Be. Bainbridge. Could be. There's, Could be an could've, island. There's no, it's ba- coulda, woulda, shoulda. Bainbridge Island, island Woodby Maybe island. Bainbridge I was yeah. at before, yeah. And I, like, we were all out drinking at this wedding, and I was like, ah, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And my parents were staying in the room next to us, <clears throat> watching, you know, our kid while we were at this wedding. And I went in and they were like, all right, you're good. And so I had him. And then it wasn't one of those hotels where you just have like a key card. You actually had to have a key, like a real oh, yeah, key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I passed out in the bed and my son was sleeping. And then my wife could not wake me up to get into yeah. the room. Uh... And they had to like have everybody come over. And it was like this thing. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I was sleeping. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's those, that's those drinking... pedestrian parental mistakes that I remember uh, a guy told me. That he got to work, got out of his car, and uh, went upstairs, and his wife texted, did you drop the baby off? And he was like, oh, fuck, and ran down, luckily, middle of winter, in L.A., and he's in a parking garage. Baby's just sitting in the seat. Been there 15 minutes? But also, a friend of mine has told me a story of a friend of his who, like, his baby went to sleep in his house, and he's like, I can just go around the corner of the liquor store and get, like, a pack of cigarettes. And then lost custody, like, divorce, everything. Why? Because his wife came home or something? Yeah, and he wasn't home, and the baby was just in the house. Well, and they already weren't getting along or something, right? Obviously. We just started leaving the girls. uh, They can babysit, right? George is a certified babysitting age. Wait, certified? certified. My kid? A hundred percent. How old's your kid? I don't know. She's 17? Your, if she's your kid. I don't know if I want to run. <laughs> Trust me. Georgia's the opposite. Georgia's such a nerd. She's uh, What you should do is have her come over to babysit mm-hmm. one day when your wife has something to do or you have something to do and just let let her play with the kid. And, and it's 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 cheap. And I got to be honest with you, it's better than a fucking nanny because it's Does no she money. Uber over or what? No. Sadly, this we, we lose money on the venture. <laughs> <laughs> Gives George a good self esteem. <laughs> she babysat for so you. Have to drive yeah, her. I drive her so over. basically, you're driving your daughter to my house. You know what? House. Let's start with me coming over to drink at your house. Okay. <laughs> George will babysit. He'll Uber over. Listen, I want to drink with Bert. So yeah. can you bring your daughter over to watch my kid? Nick has a nice new place. Where are you living? In Pasadena. Atwater. Atwater. Oh, great. I wish we're thinking of moving over to Los Feliz. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Why would you guys move? Because that school is good. The, 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 Ivanhoe? No, no, no. The the girls, I think, are going to go to private school next year. And the school's over there. And the drive is fucking beastly. Wait, Ribby? Yeah. Uh, Ribby? No. The fucking Christian one. Ribby? St. Immaculate. 
Sam oh. Immaculate okay. or something. Now all of your fans know where to fucking. They already know where my kids go. <laughs> yeah. They know everything about Joe, her. Joey There's... Diaz and I taught. You. I fucking slipped up so many times. <laughs> it's like, look, if you're gonna, if you really want those fucking kids, you know where to get them. <laughs> Good luck. God, his feet smell like shit. <laughs> but yeah, the 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 parenting misses where you you could have injured your child on. Like I remember one time, I I threw I. I threw a we had a one of those big 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 uh, bouncy balls, and I tried to throw it up into our loft so uh-huh. it would be upstairs. And I threw it, and it bounced, and it went right by Isla's head, and she was like one, uh-huh. like, like it would have broken her fucking neck. Uh-huh. And I, but you're not thinking, you're just like, yeah. fuck. No, you see this. You, speaking of uh, right here, yeah, this was last Thanksgiving. I, we, we've been drinking on like, you know, at our friend's house and we were like, all right, let's drive home. And so I'm like, you know, I'm not driving, but I'm carrying him down the stairs and I fell, ripped my knee up, still a huge scar toward, you know, whatever had to have that done. But (laughs) Towns remembers it. My son, he's like, Uh, I remember that time you fell. Oh yeah. But I literally fell, hit my knee, but protected him and like landed back. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have been like I could have broken every bone in his body oh. if I would have landed on him. Oh yeah, no, I think about that just carrying a baby around. Like it's... if I just tripped and fell face first onto oh, the that's baby, happened to me. that happened yeah. to me. I've, I've definitely tripped and fall. I remember falling with Georgia one time and just being like, "I take the charge. Here we go, baby." <laughs> and that's when you realize what a, what a being a dad is. You're like, you're like, oh no no no, I'll fucking die. Like I don't I don't get. I'm scared of sharks, right? Like yeah. but. Like, well, we, dude, don't look behind you right now. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking shark! <laughs> and so, and except when I'm in the ocean with my daughters. Right. Because I then know, oh, no, no, no. If there's a shark, I've got to do something about it. Like, yeah. Like, I would, I'm like fearless yeah. when I'm in the ocean with them because I'm like, I need to protect them. Yeah. So, like, I don't have a problem, but I am watching them the whole time. Yeah. It's amazing that little instinct that takes over. And On topic, but a fun thing. My new favorite Instagram account is called Kids Getting Hurt. It's fucking hilarious. What is it? It's kids getting hurt. Kids <laughs> doing shit and fucking just falling off of things. Oh, and... Broken arms? No, I mean, not, nothing's too. You never see like a leg kid, turn the like wrong way. That stuff. I don't like <laughs> no, no, see... no. It's not It's not like you don't see fucking bones get it's broken. Like emotional stuff like their dad. <laughs> Sometimes. Just waiting for One of them is day. like this little Asian baby and her dad and she's got an ice cream cone and dad just like takes a, like eats the whole, the ice cream off the top and the kid starts crying. This, uh, have you <laughs> but seen, a lot of it is kids just falling off Twitter of shit. Have you Twitter account, Hold My Beer? Yeah, 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 I follow that. Dude, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogan tweeted it out, and I sent out. I spent the day watching "Hold My Beer." It's so funny. It's it's. Uh, I and by the way, I'm not a fan of. Um, I'm not a fan of stale uh, internet comedy. Yeah. Uh, like the "Hold My Beer" is a stale internet comedy that whenever anyone someone messes up, and but someone messed up a week before them, they're like, uh, "Yo, Trump, hold my beer, Tiger uh, says." You know. Mm. And, but however, this account is fucking hilarious because it's guys, guys going, hold my beer while I jump up on this table. A <laughs> guy getting fucked up on a table. Oh, it's so great. One time I walked in and Isla is on her big iPad and I go, what you lot watching? And she acts like she's busted. She looks up and she goes, dad, have you ever looked into YouTube uh, fat people falling? I said, no. She goes, sit down. You're going to like this. Oh, Andy Kindler told a story one time about, I'm just doing other people's jokes now but he told a story about there was this dude 
in like this gymnasium who's like, hey, everybody, watch this. And then he, like, he does these backflips and then lands on his neck and fucking breaks his neck and dies. But the fun, like what Andy said was like, but could you imagine your last words are, hey, everybody, watch this. And he fucking is so many. There are so many comics I've worked with in this business that you're like, like there was this guy, I want to say his name was Drake, and he was on the, he was a road guy. And his his like neck was a little like cocked, and I was like, "Hey, are you gonna drink tonight?" He's like, oh, "I don't drink." I said, "Really?" He goes, oh, "I used to drink a lot." I said, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." And then one time I jumped off a building onto a flagpole, flagpole snapped, and I shattered my pelvis neck. And and you were like, uh, "So Stevo has that story of him jumping off a fucking balcony onto it and landing on his face, and that's why his jaw's a little crooked, and he lost teeth." Yeah, like I, I've never had that impulse to jump off a building. Right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so scared of that shit. Towns Van Zant, do you know who that is? Yeah, he has a story of uh, just wanting to feel that falling feeling, mm. and so he fell backwards off the second story of his Houston like apartment that he lived in, just to feel the moment of falling. And it it, it the only like recollection of it is in a voicemail to his manager, where he was like, "Yeah, I just wanted to feel what that felt like." He had to go to the hospital, all that shit, broken neck. Dude, it's that guy from Workaholics, Blake. Oh, yeah, he jumped off the roof jumped of off the, the house. Roof and shattered his back. Yeah. Wait, ha- who? Blake, the guy with the curly hair and the yeah. mustache. Yeah, yeah. At a, he, like a rap party or something. And they're all, and he's up on the roof, and they're like, yeah. And, and he, then, that's real? And then he yeah. jumped off onto a folding table. That sounds thinking, like a bit from the show. Uh, right. Well, I mean, those guys, their lives were that. that they used the house that they lived in for the... Yeah, for the show, I think. I actually, I, I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, I say this because I'm 44, but I love that show. I really it was a funny love that show. Pretty successful. Yeah, I, I, I like. Uh, I always wonder. I said to, I, I don't know if I said this or not. If I was fucking drunk and thought it, or said it to somebody else, but I was hanging out with Adam Devine, or maybe I thought it, and I was like, I was like, uh, it's uh, raccoon or something up in the tree. It's mice. Oh yeah, eating. You'll see. They'll drop. The water, the oranges will drop. Well, Adam used to be the doorman at the... At the Hollywood Improv. He lived <laughs> two houses down from me. Really? Uh, when I lived in Miracle Mile, when I first moved down here, and he was a doorman, and he like lived, he was in college. And he invited me over once, and he was like, hey, listen, this one roommate of mine thinks you're really funny. She'll totally suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what time? <laughs> but I, I was sitting with him at, at the Tacoma Comedy Club, and he was doing a theater... And I was just starting to sell tickets, mm-hmm. and I and I thought, I thought I, he knows what success feels like, but he doesn't know what it's like to be a failure mm-hmm. for like fifteen years, yeah. yeah, and then or eighteen years really, and then mm-hmm. go, oh, things are finally clicking, like like everyone was like, good guy, I, you know, yeah. he does the road a lot, and then but then and I was like, oh, that's kind of a, it's kind of cool to not not be a failure. You make a living, but you're not like you're not. Yeah. Like I said to someone the other day, uh, I said, I said to Segura last night, I was with Segura and Ari at Segura's pool and we're having cigars. And I said, this, you know, this is the first time that anyone cared that I do did comedy. Like mm-hmm. anyone cared that like, if I quit, there would be, I'll, I'll say 15 people that would be like, hold on. You can't do that. Like, uh, like business people, business yeah, people yeah, yeah. and fans. Like yeah. I, I have a few fans being like, "Dude, don't quit." I really love your, you know. But what are you doing on the road right now, though? Is it a new hour or? I'm doing the new hour. I'm, for, I'm filming it in February. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, that uh, fucking raffle thing you do is just fucking genius. Yeah. Is yeah. that going to be in the hour? <laughs> I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> all right, Bert, you got to do a new hour, but you got to keep your shirt on, and you can't do the raffle. He's like, uh, can uh, I do 15 minutes? <laughs> I'm gonna need another two years. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I, I remember you posted once. You were like, we, the bar sold more drinks this week than ever. I don't remember a, what club it was. It was, at. was Calgary. And I, I remember the next weekend I was at a club and I was like, how many drinks did you guys <laughs> – I was like, are we selling drinks or are, are these guys not drinking or what's happening? They're like, no, your fans are pretty subdued. And I'm like, all right, sorry. Yeah, that's like you'll get to a point if it keeps going, you'll be able to take a part of the bar. That I mean I know Stanhope Stan gets that deal Stan with Hope some places. Stanhope and I just had a great, great – Stanhope's doing Sober October with me. Oh, yeah? Well, I haven't I'm going on the road them. with him for two weeks next week. In October? September? No, it's the thir- September 13th through the 27th. Uh, what if you have to pee? Just pee out back. Yeah, I'm just going to pee in the yard. Yeah. yeah. Just on that swing? Uh, yeah, we sold it to a Mexican guy. He's picking it up tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, we didn't sell it to him. He's taking it now. <laughs> he was like, he was like, uh, if I, because we're, we're trying to redo the backyard. Yeah. But yes, yeah, um, Stan Hope was telling me that. You know, it's so funny. We were, to, I told, originally I was going to do 90 days sober. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I reached out to my managers and agents and they were like, that's just a bad idea. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, it's you know, your brand is having a good time. Like, yeah. if you're sober, everyone's gonna be like, huh. And I was like, well, yeah, but I'm not gonna. You're not gonna define me by by one thing like drinking. I don't really even drink on stage. I do drink on stage, but I'm not like a drunk on stage. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm focusing on the material. I'm working yeah. on the hour. You're not like ever <laughs> sloppy drunk on stage. I've been sloppy. drunk. No, it happens, yeah, 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 but it that's happens. not like your thing where it's, it's like, oh, you got to see him. He repeats the same joke. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not like I'm not a mess, and yeah. so. <clears throat> Part of me got really defensive and was like, hold on. If I want to quit drinking, I'll fucking quit drinking. Yeah. Don't ever tell me I have to drink yeah. to be a comic. I drink because I'm a comic. And then I was like, and, I'll, and then I was like, hold on. Well, now I- you have a built-in excuse, though, when you can't do it. You'll be like, honey, my fucking manager's told me not to. That's <laughs> Yeah, I'll be like, hey, listen, if you want to fuck a pool. It's a business venture. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, but, but I do want to like reset my... my mm-hmm. uh, like you know, like I was, someone, I was saying, this, it's hard. When's was, the last time you did it for more like a month without drinking? It's been a while. Me too. It's been a stretch. And it's it's like it's hard. Not like in the sense of like getting fucked up. Like I don't get fucked up that much anymore. I do, but uh, I just, I haven't been on the road a, a ton for the past couple of years. So yeah, I'm coming uh, off a vacation hangover. Yeah, I mean I'll yeah. do, but like last it's, night was. The oh, one, yeah, you just got oh yeah, an Arrowhead, yeah. The one hundred percent no drinking is tough because it's like you have a fucking day or whatever. Not even like, but it's just like yeah, I just want to have a beer, and yeah. you're like, well, I can have a beer, but like it's it's hard to not like, especially when you get older and stuff. And it's drink, hard it's to like, and what's hard, it's, it's hard to go to the store and not, and not have a cocktail. It's it's hard to like, like <laughs> at the store. Yeah, like yeah, I go to no 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 the comedy store. Uh, no, yeah, I go to the store and then hey, you're going to Seven Eleven. It's hard to go like, to the grocery like, store. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that uh, chimichanga and uh, oh yeah, I drank this beer. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so and but Stanhope, but I, like it's so funny because when you talk to people who don't drink a lot and they're like, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind taking a month off, you know, getting in shape, yeah. being able to like. Get a good night's sleep, get some work done, and I go, or using chopsticks in the morning. Like you got to shake so bad you can't use chopsticks. You're like, you're like, hey, fuck it, use your hands, kids. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, that's mine. Is like, 
I get I, my problem is I'm really healthy. Like we were talking about that Phoenix Denver run. I'm really healthy all through Phoenix. I'm yeah. working out. I'm not. I'm drinking, but I'm not going crazy. Like maybe it does sound a lot like to everyone else, but like maybe eight cocktails in the night, mm-hmm. which when they, they start, you know, first one. We were talking about show. that on yeah. the way over here. It's like when you're on the road, you have like a drink before. Like if you're doing two shows, you have a drink before your first show. Maybe a drink or two. I can't drink while I'm on stage. By the way, I, I bring while you're a drink, on stage, I can't. I always no. have a drink on stage. I, know, I always have a drink. I always bring I never a drink. drink. Yeah. I never drink it. Because... But like before, if you do two shows before you go out after the shows, you've already had five or six drinks. Generally, yeah. by the way, my drinking starts at like midnight. That's yeah. when my that's when my real drinking starts. So I'm I'm only drinking midnight till two, but. I do drink more than I think what the average person yeah. drinks. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that's, I'd like to get that. I would like to get back to the place where I go like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I had six drinks. I am fucking lit. You know what? If you, I stopped drinking for a little bit more than a year, like four years ago. Yeah. And when I started kind of creeping back into it, I would be like, after a couple, like I would have a beer and a whiskey. I'd be like, yeah, I feel that already. I'll just have like one more drink and I'm kind of, I'm kind of buzzed. Yeah. But then you kind of, like creep back into like well also like we can just keep like i'll hit like you know i'll throw four drinks and i'm like oh i'm kind of like tipsy and having fun that stage lasts between four and 12 drinks and then after that 12th you're like oh fuck oh i had i had a um i had probably what we drank in tito's right now uh on rogan maybe half half of that um and I, but we smoked like three joints, and so oh. I was That's, like, "Yeah, that that fucks me up every time I do." I this. was mm-hmm. fucking lit. And when we got to Segura's house, I was like, I was fucking hammered, and my wife couldn't tell. No one can tell I'm drunk, but my wife's like, "There is something wrong with you," and it was the weed because I was paranoid. <coughs> my wife knows more than anybody. Last night, I was telling him in in Arrowhead on vacation. We were like with our friends. They just bought a cabin. We're hanging out. Yeah. And she walks out, and I love greyhounds. Like that's my main drink. And she just dogs <laughs> or the bus <laughs> line. <laughs> she just. I'm a Peter out Pan and man myself. Grab but... my drink. She was like, "Yeah, you're done. Really? Just a fresh drink." And I was like, "All right, yeah." You know, I mean, I've been meaning <laughs> to tell you this, so? and it's going to sound offensive, but it's not. Every time I take a shit, I think of your wife because <laughs> well, I, like I went going. to. Uh, I stayed at that Ojai Valley Inn. If you, have you ever yeah, stayed there? Yeah. That's the fucking most it's, it's relaxing amazing. place ever. No. But we went to dinner. There's a place called Suzanne's Kitchen there. And I don't know anyone named Suzanne except for your wife. And we have, I grabbed like a handful of matches that are on top of my toilet that I light after I take a shit. So I always see the name Suzanne. And she, she was like, I, I think like a week ago, she was like, I think I saw Brendan at the uh, dog park, but I didn't say hi to him. And I was like, oh, not a week ago. You should, you should say hi to Brendan. <laughs> if you see him you should just say hi uh, no. <laughs> I don't Especially say hi to he people. thinks about you when you shit yeah so wait, yeah so wait why did you because you took a pack of matches you saw... well because the place is called, his wife's name Suzanne yeah. and so we still have like three books of matches from this place called Suzanne's Kitchen that we ate Can dinner at one? one night yeah That's, that means a lot <laughs> <laughs> but just seeing that name there's just a connect because his I don't know anyone else named Suzanne I know my buddy Russell Matthews is married to a Suzanne. Maybe I shouldn't have said their full names. <laughs> <laughs> Ru- my buddy Russ, one time. I mean, I can't tell the story now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he's a grown up. He's a like he's a he's a pedestrian. Like he can't. I have a jo- I have a joke about this uh, time that me and these four guys went to this live sex show, 
and I told it in Florida. Oh, Jesus, where? And my in uh, Amsterdam. Yeah, and uh, I've been to one of those. And my Never one of made the, it. one of their friends was like, "Yo, they're fucking lawyers, man. You can't say their names like that." Oh uh, yeah. And I was like, "What?" And they're like, they're, that, "They're fucking lawyers." Like, yeah, they're, they're grown ups. One of them's Christian now. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, key." I was like, "I'll just use their first names." And I was like, "Nah, it still doesn't work like that." <laughs> but yeah, the uh, anyway. If you guys want to do, have you done October, Boom Chicago? What's Boom Chicago? The oh, that's room a, in, in yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. No, I did Tumler. I did that too. Yeah. I did Tumler. I've done Tumler and Boom Chicago. I will say, like, I, I, I've I'd only seen Hannibal Burris perform once in my life, and that was at a club in um, Chicago called Riddle Riddles, Riddle, Riddles, and odd name for a comedy club. It couldn't yeah. have been called that. Why would they call it Riddles? <laughs> And why would it's Hannibal like a leprechaun yeah. run. <laughs> Someone's like, they don't do, do any riddles. I remember my buddy Blair one time in college, we all got high. And he was like, hey, uh, you want to go to the bookstore and get a book on riddles? Like, he's like, I could go for a riddle right now. <laughs> so we went and got riddle books and we were doing riddles. Oh, God. I the have fuck the is a joke. Oh, okay. What's that? It's it's a Norm MacDonald joke. <laughs> This is like, no, so he did Larry King recently mm-hmm. and I told this this weekend, like this is a joke that you tell to people that don't necessarily get comedy, but they love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Larry King said like, you, you, you know, you say your dad's like a great joke teller. What's the best joke your dad ever told you? And Norm was like, well, all right, well, this guy, like an older man got uh, memory pills. He he had a memory problem, so he went and got memory pills, and it helped him. And he had a friend over, and his friend was like, "Oh, these pills are helping you. Like, what what are they called?" And he goes, "Oh, um, I can't think of it. It's like a flower." And he goes, "Like a sunflower?" And he goes, "No, no, no." And he goes, "Like a tulip?" And he's like, "No, it's not a tulip. It's not a sunflower. Um, it's got like a long stem." And there's like these like prickly things on it. It's like a romantic flower. Yeah. And the guy goes like a rose. And he goes, yes, rose. Rose! <laughs> what are those memory pills called? <laughs> I have a similar... <laughs> it's to me the best joke. Because... <laughs> yes, rose. Yes, rose! <laughs> this is, when I was a sophomore... In high school, this is like one of the most unintentional, funny things I ever did in my life. My teacher, Mr. Perry, who was like, I was failing the class, but he liked me. He was like a fun guy. And he's like teaching all this shit. And I'm just sitting there like fucking around. And he comes over to me and goes, so Brendan, you know, like, I was just talking about all this shit. Where are you taking notes? Like, where are your notes? And I said, no. I was like, I got one of those, uh, it was like a picture per, he goes, photographic memory. I go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Started time, but I really couldn't think of the term photographic memory. Dude, the hardest I've ever laughed at one of those jokes was like I'd never heard it before. And I was in tenth grade. We were in Mr. Mercandante's class. I sat in the front row, Ty Rodriguez sat behind me. And Mr. Mercandante said, When uh when Jesus was on the cross, he pulled Peter or to his feet. He asked Peter to come to his feet. So we could tell Peter a secret. What did he tell Peter? Mr. Kreischer, what did he tell Peter? And I'm panicking. I can't think of anything. And Ty Rodriguez leans up behind me and goes, I can see your house from yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those jokes are so great. By the way, the only other, the only other one that, I, that is like that 
that's similar that's connected to that. I went to traffic school when I was 33 because uh, I got a, I did a U-turn on Sunset. So I had to go to traffic school. Go out. Online or no? Uh-uh, no, in a class. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, guy, teacher comes in. And a uh, guy, guy outside as I walk in class, black, young, black kid. Is that is, a comedy thing? No, no, oh, okay. nope. Smoking a joint. This is back when I was taking Xanax a lot. So uh-huh. I'd taken a Xanax in the morning, and I thought, I used to like to double up a Xanax, like find another buzz to attach to a Xanax. Ooh. And so I said, yo, you mind if I take one hit? And he was like, well. So I took a hit. Going to class, kid sits behind me. I sit down. Teacher comes in with a, uh, a baby arm, like a really distinct baby arm. <laughs> Like legit off to the side. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, all right, real quick, let's get this out of the way. Anyone notice anything different about me? <laughs> and like, I'm just so relaxed. I just threw my hand up. Like, I got it. And no one else put their fucking hand up. And so he goes, okay, apparently you see something different about me. What is it? And I now I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to say it. Mm-hmm. I can't say baby arm to him. Like, right. I gotta think of like the right nomenclature for the physical deformity. Yeah, right upper <laughs> torso. I'm trying to think of the way to say it. I'm pausing. And the black kid leads up behind me and goes, it's his arm. <laughs> It'd be funny if he was just carrying a baby arm and like with blood dripping out of it. Uh, you know what? Can I tell you that? Every time, ever since I've, I, I don't say that often. And I, like, I don't like t- sharing that story because I, I'm so superstitious. I believe that I'm getting a baby arm. It makes me think of my first laugh. Junior high, Mr. Foster, eighth grade English. And every, like, two days we would have a, a silent reading, like, ten minutes silent reading in the class. And I farted <laughs> out loud in this class. And everybody laughed. And I think Mr. Foster was like, I'm not going to fight this laugh. So he goes, I give that a seven out of ten. <laughs> Got another laugh. The next silent reading, I was like, all right, ready? <laughs> shit yourself. And I, <laughs> I wish I shit myself. I farted again. And... It was silent, and he goes, "It's only funny once." <laughs> oh, and it was like a big moment. So then, two days later, I farted again, huge laugh, <laughs> and suspended. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, Disruptive in now, class. Now I'm going to tell someone else's joke. All right, Colin Quinn. This is. I think you say Colin Kane. Colin Kane. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a joke. It's a rape joke. <laughs> Colin Quinn uh, is in class, and he went like grew up in Brooklyn. He's in like, I think he's in like eighth grade. It's the first time he got comedy. He says, mm-hmm. "I heard this on a Terry Gross interview, and it was a prominently black class." And um, this black kid kicks open the door in the middle of their class and goes, "Hey, Donnell!" And the teacher goes, "This better be important." He goes, <laughs> "He goes, oh, it is, Donnell." <laughs> Your dad needs the shoes. He's got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was listening to Terry Gross, and it was just so funny. Your dad needs the shoes. He's got to go to work. <laughs> uh, uh, I just got drunk, I think. I th- Did you pour more in my cup? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> I so fucking... Oh... What, did it hit you? I know. I took a sip and I was like, God damn it, man. I'm pouring heavy drinks. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think take, I'm drunk yet. Takes a hit off the cigar. You're not drunk? Not yet. No. I don't know. You guys went to the <clears throat> bar before this? 
We had yeah, one we drink. We did have a drink at a so bar. Wait, wait, tell me about your, what, what's the podcast you guys are doing? Oh. Have you started Yeah, it? this should be. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> not out yet. Be, we're not going to promote uh, our podcast. We don't want to recorded do a few. Uh, it's called, Do You Know Who Jason Siegel Is? <laughs> do you know who Jason Siegel is? Of course I know who Jason Siegel is. Sober, by the way. You're in the business. A lot of people don't. Yeah. What? Well, it started with on my old podcast, The Bone Zone. Oh, you we, the Bone Zone is no longer? We're not doing it anymore. Okay. Uh, and Nick was a guest, and we got in a discussion about... Somebody said it was Randy or Nick. It was basically like... Uh, were people know who Jason is Jason Siegel brought up and and then I was like no people know who he is and Brennan said no, I don't think that people know who Jason Siegel is like if like because it was, it was it was it was like my cousin presented as like you walk up to anybody on the street they know who Jason Siegel is and yeah. I was like I bet if we just start calling people and asking them if they know who Jason Siegel is most people won't know and so we decided that like twenty minute versions of it would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we started calling people on the podcast, and I mean it was a, it was a little more involved. You start running, you you find out do people know who Jason Siegel is? Yeah, and, they and do most or they people don't. didn't. Most people don't. No, not when you're just calling them. Well, but when we were doing it on on the Bone Zone, Wait, I want to we're call calling someone. like businesses. Yeah, let's let's do a call. And uh, but you have to call like a establishment. No, I want to call. I want to call. Trying to think of anyone I know would be up, like one of my friends time from is it? college. Uh, it's fucking late over there. I'll will find it. I'll figure a name. But it was a good episode <clears throat> of the podcast because we would like call businesses and say, "Hey, do you know who Jason Siegel is? Who? Jason Siegel? No." And I'd say, "Okay, we'll put your manager on the phone." <laughs> and then say, "Do you know who Jason Siegel yeah. is?" And I don't well, know. I would demand people get fired or whatever, but. Now, basically, the podcast is we, you know, I'm we shoot the, the shit for a little Red bit. Robin. Okay, Red we have to put Robin. it on a speaker. Um, we can't get sued for this, can we? No, no. We're just asking somebody a question. Yeah. But so, like, yeah, we just shoot the breeze for, you know, ten, fifteen minutes, and then we we go around every state. Every episode's a different state. We call a few places in the state. Say, do yeah. you know who Jason Siegel is? We have some good stuff. We to call it what? Because that's like our discussion will launch into, like we were talking about waterbeds. How can we be of service to you? To place it to go order, press one. Uh, Directions and hours of operation, wow. uh, But Nick was conceived in a waterbed. Press four. He uh, Come join revealed. us on at Red Robin. We can and wait to see you. So we were like, do waterbeds still exist? And we were like, Florida was the state we were calling. Oh, waterbeds. Oh, yeah. Island wants one. And we got a great fucking uh, waterbed guy. You say your name is Brittany? Yes. Hi, Brittany. I, I am Nick, and I'm here with my friends Bert and Brendan. And we were just nice. curious. Hey. Tell her we're doing a podcast. We were just curious if you know who Jason Siegel is. Uh, there's two Jasons that used to work here, kind of used to work here. Jason Siegel. No, do you know who Jason Siegel is? That I again, I only know two Jasons that used to work here. Talk to work, I talk to work. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Hey, Brittany, it's Burt Kreischer. Um, Hi. Hey, we're doing a podcast, and you're not familiar with Jason Siegel's work? No. It's, we're debating each other right now, and you don't you don't know who Jason Siegel is. Never. You, name doesn't you ring a bell. I live in a box. I don't know. I don't know names. Do you watch movies? <laughs> yes, I do. Do you watch uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Okay, and you don't know who Jason Siegel is. Again, if you told me who he was, then yes. 
Brittany, I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? No. Okay. You have a great day, Brittany. Do you know who Nick Thune is? Thank you. Ask her if she knows who Nick Thune is. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Prank calls make me uncomfortable. Oh, um, no. I love a prank calls. Call. 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 No. Mm-hmm. That makes me uncomfortable. I can't believe she doesn't know who the fuck Jason Segel is. And she knows the shows. We don't even see. She all his shows, and she doesn't know who Jason Segel has got to kill Jason We're going to actually do a I mean, he's a guy that... If you walked up to people on the street and showed a picture and said, "Does this guy look familiar?" You'd go, "Oh, it's the guy from How I Met Your Mother, probably." What's what what's the name of his movie? <laughs> Losing Sarah Marshall. Uh, Forgetting Sarah. Forgetting Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Yeah. I love you, you man. Movie, a documentary called Forgetting Jason Siegel <laughs> and go around the world. I love this fucking premise. It's a good idea. It's a good like hook for the thing. And I love playing with the phones. Still, like I love crank phone calls. You're, I told I called you. I called him oh, one yeah. day. Like mm-hmm. like. Just independently of everything, like I, w- I was buying uh, cables for my podcast, and I'm listening to Stanhope's podcast. Oh yeah, Doug Stanhope, in my opinion, is the greatest comic that's ever lived. Greatest body. I mean, yeah. And it's, I'm not saying this because he listens to this podcast, <laughs> but he is fucking genius. <laughs> He's got a God calling Stanhope. <laughs> hey, someone tell Stanhope. Call we're Doug Stanhope. Yeah, we'll he call won't Stanhope. know who Jason Siegel is. No, actually, call him and see if he knows who Jason Siegel is. He probably will. Or maybe, I don't know, start off. I don't think he'll know. I mean, he's not that much under a rock. I have it saved under Stanhope. uh, Put it on speaker. Thanks, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) He might be. Oh, no, he's off this week. (coughs) He'll answer, I promise. Yeah. If he doesn't answer, I feel like a dick. Hello, sir. Hey, uh, is Bert and uh, I know. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm here with Brendan Walsh and Nick Thune, and we're I, we're doing a podcast. I, I, I just I, I just bought caller ID. <laughs> <laughs> it's an extra three dollars a month on your phone bill. So they're doing a podcast, and we wanted they're doing their own new podcast, and we wanted to ask you: Do you know who Jason Siegel is? Uh, he's an agent guy, right? No, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> This is amazing. Do you have you ever seen How I Met Your Mother? No. Have you ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No. <laughs> no one knows who Jason Siegel is. He's like a movie star, and no one knows who the fuck he is. Hang on, I I do have the internet where I just looked up what? Jelly Belly. On Jelly Belly doesn't have a Twitter account, which I want to attack him more about. Because uh, uh, but I'll, I'll look up Jason Siegel. Jelly Wait, Belly Jelly Belly doesn't have a Twitter account? Who's Jelly Belly? The the Jelly Beans. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, but I bought these Jelly Flops. You get a big lot where they're like uh, irregular Jelly Bellies. They get like stuck together. Uh-huh. I wanted to like chastise them about, hey, I, I like my Jelly Bellies a certain way. You know, this hour of the night, Jason Siegel was here. <laughs> Do you know who Jason Siegel is? Uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the uh, <laughs> images on Google. So do you know? You don't. You don't know. Nothing's now, ringing a bell. No, he's not even the. He's not even the Jew I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> who's the Who's the Jew that was? He, there's a weird movie where this guy's stationed in Greenland in the military, and there's that hot chick from the. You're talking uh, about Ronan. Ben Stiller? <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I, 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 you, I'm, I'm going to use you, Bert, as a conduit. Cause I can't yeah, hear just, them. I is can it Ben Stiller? 
We're, you're talking about Ben Stiller, right? No, fuck Ben Stiller. No, I know who that guy is. No, movie in Greenland. He's like a... God damn it. Jason uh, Schwartzman? Jason Schwartzman? Could be. <laughs> the kid well, yeah, from Rushmore? It's definitely a Jew. Schwartzman? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's... Uh, hang on, Jason Schwartzman comes up. You recognize? Yeah, I think that's yeah Schwartzman. Oh, he's the he's the uh, kid from Rushmore. Kid from Rushmore. He's the Rushmore guy. Yeah. So I don't know if he's the same guy from that. There's a very strange movie. You know the hot chick from Ronan. You know the Ronan was the the uh, uh, you know the Nero movie. No. Are you in front of a laptop? Are you are you in front of yeah, laptop Google right that? Yeah, Google that. I'm in the fun house. What are you What are you guys doing tonight? Are you guys off the road? Oh, I, I'm on uh, page seventy. I'm supposed to do the final read through of my book, where I I have to send it back with corrections in the margins tomorrow. I'm like, can't read my own fucking dumb book overnight. So I get to seventy pages and then. You know, after that, if there's a lot of fuck-ups, I'm not the guy to ask. I'm not your typo guy. I did that. I did that with our. I did that with our podcast. I, there was uh, Shaylee had the levels so high that you could hear the fucking uh, the waterfall in the background aggressively at one point, <laughs> and so I went through and I edited it out every time it was distracting. And then at an hour forty-five, I was like, "Fuck it! If you listen to this much of the podcast, this is what you get." And I just left it in for the rest. <laughs> He's right next to me with headphones, motherfucking you, for sending some wave file that is way too. But he figured it out. And like, don't talk to me about this shit. I'm not a tech guy, but I love it when you two fight. <laughs> oh, he 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 was like, I got your levels. Your levels suck. I'm gonna take care of this. And then cranked up everyone. At one point, I think Chad has like an asthma attack, and you can hear him breathing. What time is it in Arizona, by what the way? What time is it in Arizona, Doug? An hour or two. The same time as you. Oh, yeah. If you're home. I don't, are you in Singapore yet? No, I leave uh, Wednesday. No, Thursday. Ooh, oh, I'm fucking... You don't want to think about that. I, I'm losing my shit. Um, no, that's going to be a fucking blast. You have nothing to lose there. I really tried to get there, but it would have made... We have to leave early from here and then get directly to Dallas to start on the road without, you know, hanging with bingo or anything. But I, I got a good price on the flight, and I, I, I completely pictured. Oh, wait, Doug! I want to hear about your airport too. Rolling my eyes at your act. <laughs> you would definitely have been rolling your eyes at my act. Someone, oh, oh, it was you. Here, wait. Nick Thune has a question he wants to ask you. I want to hear about the airport tour. The airport? Yeah, the pub crawl, airport pub crawl you did. Who did oh, you? Oh, well, no, that, that's a regular thing when I'm trying to hit. I'm trying to know, get the like, platinum diamond, Delta, yeah. I'll do that. So I've, I've done that several different times, but the, the last one was to Singapore, and I ended up meeting an American professional poker player who is uh, li- living in Vietnam, I think, Thailand or Vietnam, but was going between the two on a layover in Singapore, and then we started playing poker in the middle of the airport, cash money, all in, no limit game. 
<laughs> where did you Where did you hit? You went Singapore to, or wait, Tokyo to Singapore? Wait, what was? I went you? Tucson to Salt Lake to Seattle to Narita, Japan to Singapore, <laughs> and the exact same route back to. Why? How many miles to get fucking diamond status? Uh, they, uh, well, it, because I was flying first class. The the MQMs the, uh, it was like uh, twenty eight thousand miles in. Uh, 70 hours or something. Oh. What were the hangovers like? Yeah, did you did you drink through or did you pace yourself? Yeah, I, I, I only remember things from pictures I took. <laughs> I saw you had a... One of these, I, met, I, I, met, I met Tom Segura the first time doing an airport pub crawl where I ended up going to... I, I met him in Seattle and, and he came up to me. I, I only remember it from the picture... <laughs> I was looking for a sushi place. It was a long sushi story to this. I was gonna, I was gonna bring sushi from the Tucson airport when they had a sushi bar to uh, Dorita, Japan, and complain about the quality, and then come back. <laughs> so I took pictures of the sushi as I went through all these places. And in Seattle, Tom Segura came up to me. He goes, hey, you Doug Stelvin, Tom Segura. So I have a, a couple pictures of me posing with him with sushi as I was bringing it to Japan, not knowing I'd hook up with Roseanne on my layover in Honolulu and party for <laughs> 12 hours and piss my pants. I did piss my pants. That's in the new book that I'm going through. You pissed it up uh, on the plane? or yeah. yeah, where did you piss your pants? No. No, I uh, we went sort of skinny dipping. I met up with Roseanne at the bar, the Arnold's Tiki Bar in Honolulu, the fucking best day drinking bar ever. And I met up with Roseanne there. I got her to figure out how to get a Uber. <laughs> Between Roseanne and I, I'm surprised we can make a fucking cell phone call. <laughs> Oh. But after, <laughs> so, so we started drinking at 11.30 in the morning and wound up skinny dipping in our underpants in the ocean in Honolulu and I got her into a cab to go home and I had to piss. But it, trying to take a piss in Honolulu, like there are all these high-rise, you think they're public buildings, but they're not. They're just, it's like, they don't let you like pee. the Vegas Strip if there was like no casinos. Like, <laughs> so I had to piss really bad, and I walk into a place that looked as anyway. I, there, there was no bathroom, and then, but my mind—you know—when you're ready to piss, <laughs> and your brain says, "Okay, I'm at the bathroom at the Arby's. I know I can piss now," and the door's locked. It's occupied, yeah. but your prostate doesn't. Yeah. Uh, says, oh, wait, hang on. You have to wait a little bit longer. It just starts pissing Once and you guys squeeze. Once your asshole has to shit or you, you have to piss and you know you can, well, your body doesn't take a retraction. <laughs> I know that feeling. I started, it happened to me uh, yesterday morning. I, I went in to go to take a piss and Leanne was taking a shit in the toilet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've already started pissing in my head. And so I had to piss in the tub and she got pissed. That was a flip of words there play wordplay a lot of that a lot of that in the new act this new hour lots of riddles <laughs> i'm shaking my glass at tracy right now for one more cocktail that was so fucking cool at the swap cast we just did in denver 
Oh. Wendy Curtis was so amazingly hospitable. Oh, yeah. And then I, I had a posse with seven people, including a co-host, a producer, a, a bartender, and a cook. <laughs> that was a fucking so blast. Joby's cooking up steaks. Joby's Tracy's there. bringing us drinks. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, well, tell, tell Shaley if he has any problems to call me. But I, I figured it out. I think mine sounds good. I listened to it. Um, Tell me about this Nick Soon podcast. Is there, <laughs> Nick and Brendan just started a podcast where they call people and ask them if they know who Jason Siegel is. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go back to Jason Siegel. <laughs> yeah. It's, is that really? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the whole podcast. We just called a Red Robin, and the girl answered, and she was like, "Hi, this is Brittany. How can I help you?" And, she, and we're like, "Hey, do you know who Jason Siegel is?" She goes, "We have two Jasons here. I don't know their last names." <laughs> and we're like, "No, no, no, Jason Siegel." And she's like, "I like I said, I don't know their last names." And we but, said, "Do you watch How I Met Your Mother?" Search. Jason Siegel looks like eight different people you know, but not quite like that guy. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and Good. so I, I even got on the phone with her and I said, "Have you ever seen?" Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall or How I Met Your Mother. And she was like, yes, definitely. And I go, do you know who Jason Siegel is? She goes, it still doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, it, the first thing, if you click on Google uh, image search yeah. for Jason Siegel, the first thing that comes up is weight loss. Oh, yeah, because he quit <laughs> drinking. Uh, yeah, no, he has a problem. Drinking. Oh, shit, you're going to do that, huh? Yeah, yeah, I told Rogan you're in, but... I think. Yeah, but I can't do. I I saw you're doing uh, 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 October. Sober October. When are you doing it? I can't do October. Well, what I want to do, I'm gonna do. This is the first time I did 30 days in the hole. Yeah. This time, uh, as soon as I, I, I I'm gonna try to do it uh, Thanksgiving to uh, Christmas, which is 30 days. Yeah. And I'm gonna do 30 days on the throne. Where I'm gonna fucking watch that stupid Game of Thrones two episodes a day for thirty days and see if my brain can keep up with all the bullshit that I know. There's so many characters just to see if my memory retains. And I'm gonna only drink whatever three drinks a night. But we're gonna all this bullshit booze that we have. Like, we, we have a full bar, but there's shit you will never fucking drink. I have blueberry-flavored vodka. All right, let's try to make three good drinks every night and watch two episodes of fucking Game of Thrones. What's, and then I'll do some bullshit Chris Hardwick or whatever his name. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. What's your favorite drink? You, are you a grapefruit fucking, guy? Nick wants, to know, I, I, Nick wants to know what your favorite drink is. Uh, my favorite drink is David Hell's joke a lot. <laughs> uh, Another person we're all, doing we're all telling everyone's jokes tonight. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that should be another podcast. Is just my favorite nights are sitting around with other comics doing our favorite other comics. <laughs> That's all we've done tonight. We're drinking Tito's and sodas. They're smoking cigarettes. I'm smoking a cigar, and we're just telling other people's jokes. Oh really? Uh, what 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 brand are they whoring? 
they're they're telling uh, Norm. Yeah, what brand are they whoring? Uh, they're whoring uh, American Spirits. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. what, what is uh, Tracy? What is that? What is that uh, vodka down there? That Smirnoff. Just grab three bottles we never drank and um, point them out. That is oh sorbet light reduced calorie summer strawberry Smirnoff. Like what are you gonna make with that? As a, as an alcoholic trying to fucking stabilize yet not seizure up and die. Uh, there's some brandy, E and J V S O P brandy. <laughs> Right up there, that one, no, top shelf to the left, beside the Campari. <laughs> Does he like Norm McDonald? No, on the other side. Brown bottle. Let's see. Yeah, he likes Norm. Yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, because one time Norm, Norm, Norm tweeted Doug, and Doug was like, what? what? Right? Didn't Norm tweet you or something? About what? N- didn't Norm McDonald tweet you one time? Like, uh, I love Doug Stanhope or something. Wasn't that it? Fucking, he's yeah. That's fucked with my head. What like, he... That would be my like first bucket list thing. He tweeted once. Uh, I'll never forget the time I saw Doug stand up on TV, and it changed my whole entire outlook on comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and then like all these people, like, hey, tell us a story. And to this, that was like two years ago at least. He he won't. Yeah, won't tell the story. I even asked him to write a, a blurb for the book. He's the only guy I gave an advanced copy of the book to, other than Doctor Drew, who wrote the forward, <laughs> which is amazing. I've never given anyone uh, like a, such a thorough personal beatdown and a special than Doctor Drew, and he agreed to do the uh, the forward for the book. What's the name of the title of the book? Rebuilding Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> this right. is not fame. How do I come off in the book? I, yeah, do, does Brendan wants to know if you write about him? Wait, is that Walsh? Yeah. Walsh is doing a. How many fucking podcasts does Walsh have? Hang just on, I'm passing the phone. Now. Just one, just one. Now I stopped doing the Bone Zone. I'm just doing the Jason Siegel now. <laughs> I can't wait phone. to go on the fucking road with you. Did you? Did Shaley show you my merch? What's that? Oh yeah. Mm-mm. I have embroidered hats. I sent him the design. <laughs> All right. Well, we're trying to change because when we made the poster mm. uh, or had the poster in development for this leg of the tour, we didn't know that we would be going from. Uh, Hurricane to hurricane, so mm-hmm. we're trying to revamp it. So we're all like on a in front of a brick wall mm-hmm. with the just the mic showing mm-hmm. in the tops of our heads underwater. So hopefully we can get that made this time. Texas to Florida leg, floodwater pants tour. Says <laughs> the guy smoking a cigar in his background. Floodwater pants tour. Oh yeah, that's right. Fuck, the store's not going to happen. <laughs> Hurricane to hurricane. No, no, no. They'll all be in recovery, yeah. so we can do we can is, do false benefits. A portion of the proceeds. Is Doug doing that's, another uh, animal show? Oh, that's that's actually a great title. A portion of the proceeds tour. Yeah. A portion Asterisk. of the proceeds. Portion. 
By the way, the May hurricane, by the way, by this is being me. recorded before the hurricanes hit, so we don't know how disastrous it's been or not been. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. How do, right. how do I come <laughs> off in the book? Do I, do I sound cool? Oh, no, it's just that the book is mostly just fucking fun road stories, and it's a uh, 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 good time. It's uh, the, the story about us bringing Bingo to that fucking light FM station when she was bald <laughs> in a Muslim prayer robe, and we had her just shuffling in a corner, and then when we went out to smoke during a break, you told him, I think she's 16 years old and a runaway. I'm creeped out. I want to quit the tour. That story. And then... Uh, uh, you pissing on the bed uh, the, the night before I almost got busted as a fucking registered sex offender for yeah yeah wait you, you, you peed on a bed I peed well I peed the bed but from the dresser <laughs> uh, alright I'm gonna give you back to Bert we're gonna I'll see you next week alright Doug we're gonna we're gonna finish this bottle I hope I didn't give away too much of this book. <laughs> I already heard this. No one in America will buy this book because I already released it on the Jason Siegel podcast. <laughs> that's, a, call, gonna, that's a pulled quote, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll give you a call from the airport before I head off to Singapore. All right, yeah, it's a great airport. That's why I went there. They're always voted the best airport <laughs> in the world is Singapore Airport. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Well, I'm spending the night in... The, in, in uh, did you take a shower? <laughs> did you take a shower in there? No, I only had a five-hour layover, but there's a hotel in there. There's <laughs> butterfly you're... sanctuaries. There's a fucking movie theater. It's got everything. Oh, it's I the Mall wait. of America. If America was in its rightful place as the global... Uh, Trump is Trump is the answer. I'll hang up on that. All right, I love you. Bye. <laughs> nice little uh, Doug Stanhope drop in. Anytime you need to eat up some time on a podcast, he makes me Doug. giggle. You know what I say? Like I always say, there's like. I, I, by the way, and I probably oversaid this. I'm probably totally wrong. I'd like to hear your opinions. I believe there are people like uh, there are comics that are silly and genuinely like to giggle. And like love comedy, like if and then there there's no, businessmen, and then there's businessmen. Yeah, and I don't think I think Doug is one of the silly gigglers. Oh, no, he's, he's the silliest. Like I, I mean, I toured with Doug a bunch, uh, like ten years ago. One time we were in a fucking that to be all piss and shit, but we're uh, we're in Chicago, and we we're like waiting to leave, and we we're both laying in his bed. We had separate rooms, but I was like, it was we were packing everything up, waiting to leave. Yeah. And uh, we started singing that Bobby Brown song, My Prerogative. Yeah. My Prerogative. And we're farting to accentuate it. And we're like, it's because we had a late flight and it was one of the things where the hotel's knocking. And we're like, yeah, no, we'll be out in a minute. Like we had to wait till two. And Doug fucking, it's my prerogative. I fucking shit myself. He shit himself. Like I had to take a shower. Just like threw his shitty underwear in the hallway. How did you meet him? Uh, Opening in Austin, I did. It's a long, it's a longish story. But I was doing when I first started doing comedy. 
I didn't know what like comedy was. I mean, I knew what it was. Like I used to listen to comedy records and stuff and loved Andy Kaufman and shit. And I did, I, they gave me my first weekend emceeing at Cap City. And I was like, oh, this is my fucking time to shine. I cooked up all this stuff, had plants in the audience, wore a gorilla suit one night. And fuck it. Like, I wore a gorilla suit. I went on stage, counted to 60 in my head, stood there silently for a minute, and then took the fucking mask off and was like, fuck. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then, and then like, another night, I had, I had fucking... So I go up on stage, and I'm wearing a cowboy hat and a suit. And and I go up there, I start telling these jokes. But I had all all, all so these dumb. friends that I had come in. It was in the small room at Cap City. It was yeah. like the Wednesday night show, so it was in the front. Oh, in the front. Oh, yeah, nice. in the small room. And they used to have a foosball table in the back. So I had two of my friends, these guys, Scott and Stacy, like this couple, and they're just kind of bickering. Like before the show starts, they're bickering. And, uh, and then I had... Um, I start doing my I start doing my show and their argument starts getting a little louder, and then I had this other guy come in with two chicks giggling and laughing with a cell phone ringing and they start playing foosball real loud. So you got like these this couple bickering, or no, there's somebody else had the cell phone. Either way, so like I'm just doing these shitty jokes and I have a couple bickering. Somebody's cell phone keeps ringing. This guy comes in with two girls. They start playing foos, foosball real loud. And then I told the bartender, because the bar's in that room, I said, just keep doing the blender after they start doing uh, 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 foosball. So there's like bickering, cell phone, foosball. And then Chris Fairbanks comes out of the back. I bought this giant fish from Whole Foods. Chris Fairbanks comes out of the back with a beret and the striped shirt going, fresh fish! Get your fresh fish here! And then I go and then I bring them all up on stage. I go, folks, you've been had. This is my improv troupe, mixed nuts. And then like we did these like really bad improv things. And then I did it with this other guy, Odysseus. I and we're in the big room this time. This is one weekend too. And uh, <laughs> one, I was opening for the Shannon brothers, uh, Charlie Shannon oh, and yeah. uh, T. Sean Shannon. Yeah, T. Sean Shannon. And um, Charlie passed or T. Charlie died. Yeah. And. Um, we're in the big room this time, and I have, like, I'm dressed kind of like Bing Crosby, got this uh, fucking, like, cardigan and this, like, this, uh, like, derby kind of thing on, and a golf club, maybe. And I'm, like, telling <laughs> fucking shitty jokes club. again. <laughs> and then I go, folks, my cousin is here, and he's, like, retarded. Like, Odysseus, like, if you put on these glasses, like, he looked like, he kind of looked like a retarded guy. <laughs> And uh, so he's wearing these glasses and I say, folks, you know, like, I don't know if you enjoyed my set, but my cousin's here. It's his birthday. He's retarded or whatever. I said, is it okay if he comes up and tells a couple jokes or whatever? (laughs) And they go, yeah. So then Odysseus comes up and uh, tells like, he's like, "Eh, what do you call a shark in a tree? Like, you know, like five-year-old kid jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what do you call a shark in a tree? I forget what they did. There was a joke with a shark in a tree or something. Or something. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. So he's he's on stage. He's telling the jokes, and I'm standing behind him, and he's got like a Hustler magazine in his back pocket. And I go, hey, uh, Rodney or whatever his name, his fake name was. I go, what's this? Did you get this out of my room? He's like, uh, yeah. I go, well, what do you, you like to look at this? Fucking makes your dick hard or whatever. He's like, I don't know. And I go, what, do you have a boner in there or whatever? He's wearing khaki pants. Yeah. He goes, yeah. I go, well, you know what you do when you have a boner, right? He's like, poke it with a pin. 
I go, that's right, poke it with a pin. And I had a safety pin in my cardigan. I take it out. And we had put a uh, a balloon filled with fake blood in his fucking pants. Oh, so wow. then he's po- he pokes it and you just see these red spots start appearing. And fucking oh the audience is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but I'm emceeing just like these roads. Like, I didn't know I'm like seeing. how it, I didn't know how it was. Like, I didn't know like the MC was just supposed to go up and do 10 minutes and be like, hey, don't forget to fill out the comment cards. I'm doing this whole fucking Andy Kaufman fucking with a setup. You poke it with a pin. He's bloody all, all these bloody spots. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was my cousin. Uh, give it up for T-Sean Shannon. So, uh, Margie, the lady who runs the club, was Love like, Margie. fucking, she liked me. She knew I was funny, but she was just like, you fucking asshole. You can't do that. Like, you're <laughs> emceeing. This isn't your fucking, like, whatever, like yeah. Andy Kaufman showcase or whatever. <laughs> and I, oh, all right. So they don't book me for a year. Holy shit. And, well, because, like, uh, she thinks okay. I'm a psycho. Why would they? And, yeah, why would they? Yeah, right? Way, yeah. You went to such greater lengths than simply writing a joke. Oh, dude, I fucking did a new thing every night. Plants in the audience, fake blood. Buying fish. Fresh fish, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You spent We did that two money. nights in a row in the small room. And uh, the fish, they let us keep in the freezer. Oh so fucking God. smelly by the second night. <laughs> so Margie doesn't let me work there for a year. And then Doug's coming, and she calls me, because she did like me, yeah. and she goes, Doug Stanhope's coming, do you want to uh, feature for him? Because I was still like doing comedy for yeah. that year. And uh, she's like, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, because Doug was doing the man show at that time, and Doug was already banned. He was banned from Cap City before that, because he had a waitress shave his balls on stage he pulled his dick out on stage She's like, Brendan, this is right up your alley. so he well the reason he got banned was doug pulled his dick out on stage one night and they said don't fucking pull your dick out on stage so the next night he pulled his balls out on stage and had a waitress shave his balls on stage oh and then they were God. like we're never having you back then he got the man show and they're like we'll have you back margie called me and was like you can do whatever the fuck you want but i was doing like People were telling me, like, you can't, you're not going to get booked if you're doing monkey, like, gorilla costume shit. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and I was like, I want to make $600 featuring. That was, yeah. like, my goal in How life. How old were you at the time? Huh? How old were you at the time? I wasn't that young. I was 29, 30. Yeah. So and I you didn't were start. From Philly, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I lived, I moved to Austin when I was, like, 23 or something. Okay. Um, and then I, I didn't start doing comedy until I was, like, well, I was doing weird shit at bars. Like I was opening for people. Like I did a, I would do like a singing thing. I would pre-record music and have a keyboard, and like, but I would have my mouth full of like gauze and fake blood. Like they would introduce me as like, this guy's gonna sing some songs. He's gonna do a Princess Diana tribute, uh, but he just had like major oral surgery. But he's here to sing like all by myself or whatever. And so I would go up and just like. All like blood, like you couldn't understand what I was saying. Yeah. It looked like I was playing. Um, so I was doing like weird stuff at bars with this. Like I had a friend who did puppet shows, and I would like open for her. Uh, but then I met Fairbanks, and he was like a real. Com- he was like, ah, I gotta go to Houston and feature for a guy. I was like, what's featuring? Yeah, he's like, oh, you do like twenty minutes, and I was like, how much they pay you for that? He's like, yeah, go there four shows, six hundred bucks. I was like, that's how much I make loading trucks. Yeah, for a week. How do I do that? Oh, I just write regular jokes and enter this contest, and 
So like I was already like doing regular comedy what by was the, the time. What the first joke you wrote that worked that was you're like, oh, this is a good one? <sighs> you I know, mind. I don't know. Like, uh... <sighs> Maybe the birthday cake joke about like By the how way, I just saw someone do that the other day. No, yeah, I, I don't know. You where... can get whatever you want right on a birthday uh, cake. Yep, and uh, I just saw them do that in like a in like a Vine or a YouTube video. Really, and I was like, ah, you fucking. Punk. There's been a lot of. Uh, I, I've been being alerted of people. Where I made these T-shirts like ten years ago. Yeah, that said, "Kill them all, let Rod sort them out," with a picture of Rod Stewart. Yeah, and. Sold them, sold. I sold them in stores in Austin, and then Chip Pope on Instagram was like, "I just found the funniest shirt in Amoeba Record. It's the same exact thing I did ten years ago." And I was like, "Oh, I did that ten years ago." Jim Hamilton still wears the shirt. Yeah, you've always your jokes always get like I. Uh, one time I stole a joke. I didn't mean to. Hmm. Your Whole Foods thing. Remember that? No. When you did the Whole Foods Silver Lake. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I just so, happened to be like driving by it and I took a picture and I was like. And you knew I was doing that though, right? No. I, we ran into Chelsea that morning. Oh, okay. And she was like, Brendan did this. And so uh, I took a picture and posted it like thinking, oh, it's funny. Not knowing. Then you wound up getting I credit for it later. steal it. Yeah. And well, then people, you know, thought that I did it. And I was like, no, no, yeah. no. It wasn't me. No. Well, you didn't steal. It was just kind of like you were a guy who was excited that Whole Foods was yeah, opening. Yeah. But and since you were a comic. Like L.A. Weekly was like, yeah. hipsters are celebrating in yeah. L.A. because this guy. And I said, no, it's Brendan Walsh. And then yeah. you went on Marin, right? Or somebody. Rogan. Uh, I talked about it on Marin. I mean, that, well, it was like the mm-hmm. only thing that I fucking talked about for a year. Because everybody, it was a big thing, you know. But uh, you, are, you are like a genuinely... He's a prankster. Yeah, like and, you're like you have a mission. Like I always feel like I'm very creatively funny. Like I can do funny things, and then like uh, like I did those. I did those uh, those hotel installations. Yeah, those are fucking great. Yeah, like, but like I go, that's my personality. Is like, yeah, come up with something funny and have fun with it. You know, like. But Brendan will go and change a billboard and not tell anybody. Yeah, what yeah. was that billboard? Someone was just saying he did more. The phone one? He did the one in in yeah. in oh, Atwater. Yeah. That was like the the chef one. Oh yeah, yeah. You have a picture of that. <laughs> I have a the the uh, but the text one too. The text one is like a crowning jewel because it all fucking <clears throat> worked out. Like, uh, what did it say? It was like it says. It was, well, a here, Veri- was it Verizon or no? It's a uh, Metro PCS. <laughs> That's Louis Katz sent me the. Uh, the picture for his album for a few years ago and I was like here I fixed it for you <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's so if you zoom in on the texts I climbed up it was a cell phone billboard and I printed out texts <laughs> and put them on the cell phone oh that's so fucking great and the best time to deface a billboard is at 7am on a Sunday and it said your father passed away last night, and then you wrote back, OMG, what? <laughs> just what? like, just knowing that people are going to drive past it, and like the few people, like one out of a hundred people, <clears throat> yeah, probably are going to read that. But the ones that do would be like, why would they fucking put that? Why would they put those texts on the phone when yeah. you're trying to sell phone service? Like, are they trying to say, like, you can get in touch with somebody when serious? You know there's, there's, no, there's no corporate connection. 
Mm-mm. There's no one. No one cares. Like no one no. that works there cares. Well, that's the whole like the like with the Whole Foods thing. It's just like the thing that Which like makes me laugh. True. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. Five years <laughs> later, they yeah. put a Whole Foods wait, wait, wait. in our so neighborhood. What, what, wait, just so if anyone doesn't know, what was the Whole so Foods? So there was a um, a circuit, circuit city, city yeah. that was vacant for four in, years in like the hippest neighborhood of L.A. Yeah, and the, and it they started just renting out the parking lot for like productions or whatever, and there was a fence, chain link fence around and it. Then on a Sunday morning, showed up this like huge building. It was a Saturday. Like, it was a actually. You know what? This might be the anniversary. It was Labor Day weekend. Oh yeah, because yeah. I knew it was a long weekend. So Saturday morning at like ten, I hung banners on the fence that said "Coming soon, Whole Foods Silver Lake" with the with the logos. Yeah, did everything. it like really? had it professionally made? Did it in mm-hmm. Photoshop? Like it looked exactly the way it would look. Yeah, and in a hipster neighborhood, for those of you who and don't then, have Whole Foods, that is a fucking that's well. That's like, like Silver Lake is like the gayest and hipsterist like it's well the way it came about and it made sense too yeah like it was a place where yeah there should be a whole foods here and people were losing their mind because like i knew since it was labor day weekend nobody can get i did it saturday morning nobody can get in touch with whole foods till tuesday yeah, yeah. so this is gonna have saturday sunday and LA monday Times did though that no, was like, not until after they Tuesday. They reached out to him, and they were like, Whole Foods came back, and they said there's, you know. It wasn't until after the weekend, though. No, it wasn't. Because I went, we hung up the banner, or two banners. There was one on Fountain and one on Sunset, or whatever. There were two corners. And uh, me so and, like, Tall John helped That's me. That's just a guy that paid for a banner. Just, a, just, a, well, I, it was just one of the things with... <laughs> thousands of well just yeah people got so and i like by the time (laughs) we went to breakfast because we did it me and like a few other people helped me and we go to breakfast and i just looked at twitter and just googled or like searched twitter for whole Foods silver lake and it was already like in an hour really people were like lose like holy shit we're getting whole foods and i just (laughs) sat on my computer like hitting refresh all weekend and then it was like in googling whole Foods silver lake and there were like Blogs like East Sider eats East like there's all this. No, I remember when I posted that picture, I got people reaching out to me. Well, like, they used your photo for one of the stories. Yeah, but then there were comment sections where people were like, "Oh man, this is great!" And then somebody in one of the comment sections said, "I think this is a hoax," and then people were attacking them, rightfully so, going, "Who would fucking do? Why would they do that?" <laughs> and that's my favorite that? <laughs> thing of yeah. like people going. Who would spend fucking three hundred dollars on banners <laughs> yeah. just to fucking confuse and annoy people? Yeah, and that's like that's what I got out of and it. That's what Brendan will do. What uh, was? Oh, I got to show you the, these videos that uh, I I pranked this, uh, and I'm not like a prank master. Like I feel yeah. like I got like the Whole Foods thing was like, oh, he's a prankster, and it's like I'm not jumping out of things, scaring people mm-hmm. or fucking it's just hoaxing. The, it's, it's the it's the Joy of making yourself giggle. Well, that's... And when you get involved in comedy, because that's like... You know, I told my managers and shit about like the... You got a pee? The, no. uh, <laughs> the, the first one I did that was like that Top Chef billboard. And they're like immediately like, how do we capitalize on this? And I'm like, well, yeah. this is just to make me laugh. Once you start doing comedy as a profession... I'm sorry. Like, it's impossible to fucking... Like, you lose enjoying comedy, at least for me. Like, you can't... It's hard to watch something without scrutinizing it. Or, like, you know, like every movie you watch now, you you know someone involved and... Yeah, it's it's the enjoyment of, like, like when I... 
it's I, like it's that 10 year old giggle that I'm chasing like when yeah. I'm 10 it's like I just want to fucking have a laugh for myself and not like in a selfish way I think we have two bottles in that bag another bottle of soda and another bottle of Tito's oh my God. yeah but I have these like uh, the I have these videos that I'm going to show you that okay. are going to fucking you're going to fucking the part where they go, how do we capitalize on this and yeah, then, and, and, then, and I'm like, you can't. It's illegal, and it's just for me too. I don't have meetings about. <laughs> what is this your first day at the rodeo? You don't know how to open seltzer, <laughs> and then you drop it. Oh <laughs> shit! You're making a fucking mess, Nick. <laughs> you gotta let the air out first. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta burp it. It's the thing. Like when I did those uh, hotel, what will the maid think? Uh, oh yeah, they were like I did like I just got I got manic about it and I couldn't yeah. stop thinking about it. I'd go into a room and I'd like look at them differently. Yeah, it was yeah. almost like a beautiful mind where you start <laughs> going like, oh, that toilet could be a snake. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you get really excited about it. And so I do like maybe twelve of them, and and uh, and I do them twelve in like probably in less than twelve weeks easily. I'm yeah, like once a week, and then you don't somewhere. do it anymore, do you? No, because because. Uh, a book company wanted to do a coffee table book of what were the made thing. Yeah. And uh, I was driving to Vegas. I was in the car with my wife. I was like... I don't even know the premise of this, by the way. Oh, it's I'll like sh- twisting towels around to make it look like there's a fucking Way to simplify person. my fucking yeah. art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is... It is uh, here, I'll show you. It's on my um, Instagram. It was... Basically, I was in a hotel room one time, and I was leaving. And as I was walking out, I looked and I saw that there was a towel and lotion by the bed stand with the remote control next to it. And I was like, any insightful man is going to be like, oh, great. I've got to clean up a room this guy jacked <laughs> off in all week. And so I was like, I should, I should throw her off my trail a tad bit. Mm-hmm. So I took uh, – the first one I did is I took an ironing board, a Heineken, a spoon, a bunch of pillows, and then made a nest of towels on top of the toilet – but had the, everything on top of it, like I was doing surgery on myself. Okay. So that the maid would go in and go, what the fuck was he doing in here? Like, and she wouldn't even notice. I could have just moved the lotion, but for me, that was easier. And so then, so then I started going like, uh, I said, oh, oh, I should do more of these, like really get fucking weird with them. And so I started doing, I'll see if I can, they're right here. I don't know why, why is it when you look for something here? So then I started doing, this is my one of my favorite ones. I just put a, a shirt <laughs> On a pillow, so it looked like a torso, <laughs> and I put it in the fridge, and then and this left was, it, yeah, oh. and then left it, and then this one I just did a snake on the toilet with the fangs, <laughs> yeah, yeah, out. and then and then I just I'd get obsessive, like manic. This is by the way, this is my uh, 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 crowning jewel, cr- crowning jewel. This is my opus. Okay, very simple. It's the last one, you very did? simple. Yeah, very minimalist. The most simple is the best. <laughs> oh man just a sheet tied, tied <laughs> chair to leg. a chair hanging out the window in edmonton and so i do them uh and then they go viral this is before like viral ability was really a big thing it's because like probably seven years ago they go they go on uh good morning america and every and then all of a sudden like Good Morning America's like, this comedian, no one said my fucking name. Uh, my show's about to premiere on trip to, <laughs> on Travel Channel. And I go, this comedian does hotel art, and mm-hmm. everyone's loving it. George Takei then tweets it on Facebook, and oh, it wow. legit goes viral. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, wow. And then book company reaches out, and they're like, hey, we want to do a coffee table book. And I'm like, cool. I'm in the car with Leanne. We're driving to Vegas for my sister's birthday. And I'm like, shit's going off. This is going to be a big deal. This is because this is real. Yeah. I do them. Oh, this is going to be fucking How awesome. How many do you have at this point? Dozen? Two twelve. Dozen? Yeah, probably twelve. Yeah. 
And they're like, we're going to need uh, probably about 65, 87, yeah. I think was the number. And I was like, oh, you just took And the then fun now out it's it. a job you have. You're yeah. in a hotel, you're like, fuck. Well, I can't. Oh, can I have a late checkout? I got to figure out. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then, and you're then, like, and soap. Then, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> company bought me bought me doing them for as a, as a prank show but it was just like i, I don't know it was it wasn't funny it yeah. was the, like it just wasn't funny and i didn't enjoy it and i was like I was it like, sucks oh. the life it's like it's like get doing comedy for not that i don't like comedy yeah. i mean i love hanging out with funny people and like you said like finding truly like doug like when we hooked up i didn't know who doug was like they said oh you can open for stanhope do whatever you want and i was just doing regular comedy but doug was like well, what are you doing yeah. featuring you should be headlining or maybe i was i don't know whatever but yeah. he was like took a shine to me we like fucking because i feel like at that point too like and he still does have like these hardcore fan guys who like lobby to open for him in in different towns and they're just doing like a weird version of what they think doug is and we wound up just fucking having fun laughing about stuff because i wasn't trying to impress him and it's so funny i heard about i remember hearing about you guys because i was a big stanhope fan but hearing about you guys well before i met you i remember when i met you i was like that's so that's but it's so like uh it's so like i made a mess over here by the way that's okay it's it's cement floors can't hurt anything (laughs) they use club soda to get stuff out of your first joke oh i can so wait who did my birthday cake joke i don't know sold online the first joke that I wrote at an open mic, I mean, the first joke that worked, really, I was peeing. And actually, I saw a friend of mine redo this joke last week at a festival. And I was like, I'm not going to tell him, like, that's Roy my Scoble, joke. right? <laughs> I'm not going to tell him that's my joke, but that's my joke. Uh, yeah. But my first joke that I ever wrote was I was peeing at an open mic in North Hollywood at a sandwich shop, Hallenbeck's. Remember that place? Uh-uh. You ever do it? You had to pay $4 to do a set, and they gave you a, a ticket where you could buy a sandwich. Hallenbeck's Coffee Shop. And I was next on stage, and I was peeing. And I just kept saying over in my head, like, I walked in on my roommate while I was masturbating. Or my roommate walked in on me while I was masturbating. And then I said, wait, no, I walked in on my roommate while I was masturbating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, Uh-oh. oh, there's something there. Yeah. And so I walked out and opened with it, crushed. Yeah. And then had nothing. So opened with the best joke that I ri- had written to that point yeah. and then had nothing to follow it. Yeah. But yeah, I walked in my roommate while I was masturbating. Nikki Glazer has a joke about her parents walking in on her while having sex. And it's her parents were having sex when they walked into her room. I don't know. I just new. know. Probably, right probably post me. No, <laughs> well, I don't think it's... It's also yeah. an obvious joke. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But, no, because you did... You did. Uh, this is what I hate about me. This is what I fucking want to stop about me because I'm going through this in therapy. Therapy's like, a fucking sham, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, my wife yeah. called an emergency therapy today. Because uh, I was up all night with panic attacks and I couldn't stop them and it was making me crazy. And she so- seemed fine when you got here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she welcomed me and she showed me where the pool's going to go. She, uh, what was I, what was I just about to say? Oh, 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 is that, uh, is this what I don't like about me? But I do like it because it is me. It really is me. Like, I do like comedy. I really like yeah. comedy. You did that on MySpace. 
Yeah. Yeah. And you did a video Ooh. of it. This, what is this, like fucking seven years no, ago? No, I did a video yeah. that, okay, so that video was on Funny or Die. Was that it? Yeah. And I filmed it with Ruben Fleischer, who did Zombieland and has done like a lot of movies. And he had never filmed anything besides a music video and was like, let's make comedy. And I'm like, yeah, cool. He, he hung out at UCB all the time. And so we made like a mock video of that. And then he calls me. He's like, hey, I met with like uh, Will Ferrell's company and they're opening a website called Funny or Die or whatever. And they want that video. I'm like, cool. I didn't really think much of it. And then one day, this Funny or Die website opens up, and Will Ferrell and his like daughter, they did like the oh, landlord, yeah, 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 landlord, landlord video yeah. or whatever. And there were three videos. That video, Zach Galifianakis had a video, and my video on the masturbation, on oh. the front page of Funny or Die. And that, and you know, the landlord video got like went oh, crazy. Yeah, crazy. And any video next to it went crazy. Yeah. And our video was right there, and that changed my life. It yeah. was like, what the fuck? That was your your red. Jacket, I had no idea. Your red jacket set. Yeah, I had my red jacket. I told you about that. Yeah, I've used that. I've used that on this podcast a number of times. Yeah. I've I've, I've said to people, I always preference. I go. Uh, Nick Thune has a red jacket set. It's a set that changed his life. Yeah. But I go, what's your red jacket moment? And everyone has their version of it. It's those are. T- I mean, I have a few of them where back then, and it was in that moment where it was like you get nine. You get nine red jacket moments in your career. Yeah, I hope so. I hope I. Get, I got a few more. I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't mind eighteen. I can't wait for my first one. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember. I remember. And and this is. Um, like you came out to LA and I was already a fan of yours. I'm talking to Brandon right now. For those of you guys who don't can't track my eyes on this podcast, <laughs> can they see me? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's hard to tell if they can see or not. Yeah. And so uh, and so, you were at the Laugh Factory, and uh, you, you you were like you performed at the Laugh Factory. Yep, <laughs> I do. Okay, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, did you guys hear Gene Hackman died? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm on the way back. <laughs> And a woman goes, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And walks out the door with her cell phone. <laughs> yeah. And then you and you go, "Yeah, I can't believe it. The hack. They got the hack man." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh my god!" And calling. And I hear her go, "Did you hear Gene?" And just leaves, leaves the club. And then he's like, "Just kidding." <laughs> you, go, you guys didn't realize how much he cared about Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this woman never got the yeah. bigger part of the joke. <laughs> he just still, got you saying Gene Hackman he's died. still alive. Go home. Write him a letter. I had a, I had a tough set. Uh, this is actually learning, like not okay to do. The night that Heath Ledger died. Oh, <laughs> I went up at the Laugh Factory, and I said, "I heard he walked off the ledger." Mm. <laughs> and this woman stood up and goes, "I'm his friend, and I came here to laugh, and you just ruined my night." Oh. And I said, Fuck "Watch you. the rest of my say. You'll laugh. You'll laugh <laughs> less." Raped, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, "Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't just be." Yeah. Touching on death. Yeah, the people die. Gene Hackman's still alive too. Dude, he's a, a, he's a he is a glowing model. What a great for example any of fucking life. guy. He's in, you know he didn't get his career until he was fifty. Oh really? Yeah. It's like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with I'm cool with showing up at forty four and people going. I didn't know you did stand up. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Because I got eighteen years where I've been doing it and I I know I can do it competently. Yeah. And so then when they go, God man, I didn't know you did stand up. You're like fuck. Yeah, that's all I do. Yeah, it's it. Um, I'm such a fan of comedy. It, 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 like I love. But are you watching? Do you watch specials watch, no, on no, Netflix? No, 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 you can't. I, get, I watch I Norm Macdonald's is Norm, the only his, yeah. newest one. Is so that's good. because. But Norm is like a guy that 
He's the best. Like Dude, that, he, he shaped fucking... my fucking. But I remember like being a kid that the whole wiener, the wiener dog, yeah, fucking chewing on your neck, like yeah. about like a dog that could like kill you. But you have a, like a wiener dog, you fall asleep and fucking starts <laughs> chewing on your neck, tries to cut you. You wake up, you're like, hey, get out of here, you fucking wiener dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you said Jordan Rubin. Yeah. He, I did a set one time where Norm Macdonald was on stage when I did my set because of Jordan. Jordan's friends with like Norm and all these guys. Jordan's got Jordan's oh, got Jordan's I, got legit networking skills. Mm-hmm. Like he is so good at that. There's a there's a bunch of guys that I know that are good at like like Segura is amazing at making friends with famous people. Like and he does it in a genuine way where they fucking go, "How can I help you out?" Like just and I always go, "I'm bad at that." Like no. if anyone wants to be my friend, I always go, oh, they want to have sex with me. Like, even dudes. Well, I'm we fucking... want to fuck you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Obviously. But wait, what were you going to say about Jordan Rubin? No, I met Norm through Jordan, and yeah. it was like the best meetup of my life. I mean, I think Norm MacDonald is probably m- my president, the the best. Dude, he... The king. I had one of my favorite moments ever. Uh, backstage of the store, it's Norm MacDonald, Rogan. I, I like... I want to say Bill Burr. Like, it was just everyone... But Norm McDonald's holding court is right before the election. He's just holding court. And he's just fucking, he's like. But does I, he do stand-up? Like, he doesn't yeah. go to clubs. Yeah, he goes, he does the store a lot now. When? Uh, whenever. Oh, my God. I would love to see that. Yeah, he's the because you know, Adam's really good friends with him. They're he's like, like the most living legend of anybody, I think. Oh, he's the best. And he he held, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, oh, all yeah. Sitting back, we're all sitting back. Well, in the he's one of the few that. guys that everything he says is funny. Like, he's just... Yeah, because he's hey, not trying yeah. to impress anybody. I heard that one time he had that a That special's amazing, too. He had a TV show. Norm. Yeah. And he goes into, like... This is just a story I've heard. It might not be true. Yeah. And there's, like, a meeting with the executives. And they look at the script, and they say something. And Norm's manager, whoever managed him, was like, Okay, yeah, we'll do that. And Norm goes... This is coming from a guy who's molested children. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, what? It was fucking weird. And like everybody walked out and it was like super odd. (laughs) And the guy was like, why would you say that? And he goes, because never speak for me. Uh, (laughs) Never speak for me. Yeah. Or else I will tear you down. (laughs) This is coming from a guy who's molested. When we were backstage, uh, it was it was a bunch of us in the back. And Norm's, I don't get it. May, I don't. I don't think Norm does drugs, but maybe a vape pen was being passed around. I think around. he's super sober. I think he's right? super sober, yeah. but maybe a vape pen was being passed around. So we were all hitting it. He always says that he doesn't drink, but I, I wonder. Like, I don't know if he does. He, I don't think you know, he drinks. Like, I saw him. He has a cigarette on stage. He never, but he smokes, never lights though. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll like pull out a lighter and he just lights up. Is right before the election, and he goes, uh, "Yeah, you know, Bill Clinton raped a woman." <laughs> and we're all like, honey goes, yeah, raped her and bit her in the lip. Yeah, chew on that. <laughs> <laughs> we're all like, what? He's he's fucking uh, he, man. When I yeah, I, I can't say enough good things. He was one of those guys that I would Google and I'd I'd watch his YouTube thread. Oh yeah, and oh, his, be like every fucking well, the Conan with the fucking uh, greatest carrot top thing. Courtney. Oh. It's, uh, he's like, it's called uh, Box board. Office Poison. Goes, no, actually, it's called Chairman of the Board. Yeah, but board spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best. He 
him on Letterman is great, but him on Conan is great too because I feel like him on Conan is like super relaxed because Conan wasn't like Letterman yeah. to him was the god. Yeah, he was the god. And then Conan was just a friend. Yeah, a kid. It's like it's yeah it's it, it it. Oh man, I wish that was still available. What the the idea that you could do loose late night television like that. And not have it like scripted. I don't out. think they you ever. You can though. I mean, if you like, Conan is probably the closest you'll get. Yeah. Letterman was. I take that back. Letterman, I take that back. Letterman was like when it, oh, they were like, "You'll do this, this, and this." And then I went on stage. He was like, uh, "So you uh, know Rachel Ray? You did Letterman? <laughs> yeah, right there. I was on the wall, back Damn. wall. Oh shit! Yeah. And so we, I, they come out and they go, "You'll do three minutes." And uh, and we got to keep it tight. I'm, I apologize. Uh, Shia LaBeouf went long, yeah. and I was like, okay. So I go out. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, he was on the show. Uh, How old was he? This was uh, probably six years ago. And so they're like, um, he's just going to ask you about your Travel Channel show, and uh, you know, it, it was a really like, it was it was it was yeah. nothing. Uh, the, the Stangle Brothers got me on it. They're like, he's really funny. And they're like, he maybe he'll want you to tell the machine story. Maybe he'll want you to talk about fighting a bear. I don't know what he's going to want. And so I just go out and he goes, so you uh, you know Rachel Ray? And I was like, yeah. But, but I, I started by laughing because I yeah. got out there and I felt so silly because I walked out. and Wait, you did stand-up and then did this? No, no? I didn't do stand-up. No. I just paneled. Really? Yeah. Patrice O'Neill calls that a big dick move. Because <laughs> he, like, he was like, he's like, I'll panel on Letterman. I ain't doing stand-up on Letterman. Fuck, I panel. And so I remember him hearing him tell that to Todd Barry. <laughs> He's like, you'll still be doing stand-up while I'm paneling, motherfucker. I just saw Todd. Yeah, Barry. well. Well, Brennan has it. I love, I love <laughs> you and Todd's back and forth. Dude, me and my girlfriend will be on a fucking hike or whatever. Because I get alerts every time Todd tweets. Oh. And, and I'll be like, uh, hold on, I got to shit on Todd. <laughs> I can sit down. Go, all right. He t- okay. Fucking, uh, no, so recently I was at a festival in San Francisco. With Kroll and uh, Jason Manzukas, mm-hmm. and we got back to the hotel. We were all in a shuttle with Todd, and we had a dinner reservation at like a secret place that only Nick Kroll can get into. Yeah, and Nick yeah. was like, "All right, see you, Todd." <laughs> and the next day, Todd was like, "How did you get? You went to dinner with them?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "I'm surprised you got in, and I didn't." I'm like, "Well, we felt bad." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that shit. Todd. I mean, that's worse than anything I've ever tweeted to Todd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, don't, I don't know Nick Kroll at all. I've met him one time. Hmm. The one nicest time. guy. And I was at the... And I, if, he, if he doesn't remember this, I'm completely fine with that. But it, he wasn't doing anything. Hmm. He just has a very recognizable face. Hmm. And uh, I got, I got uh, off stage. Anti-Semitic. And he was God. like... And I got it, went over to the bars back when it was the way it should have been. It should have stayed. At the improv? Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. Why did they do that? I don't know. And so he goes, if they were smart, they'd spend a million dollars to put it back together. Yeah. And then, would uh, you know, that was the, anyway, oh, I shouldn't have said that because I know that fucking my management listens to this and they own the improv. So, anyway, so what? But uh, so I got off stage and Nick Kroll came up and he was like, you are hilarious, man. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, oh, it's good to meet you, man. I'm going to get a drink. And then. Uh, I left and I was like, oh, and then I saw him on TV like shortly thereafter. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the kid that said I was funny. 
and then all of a sudden he fuck and then he did his the Kroll show and I, that fucking Canadian character that he did I was like oh, oh yeah, my god really he's funny. funny as shit I mean I'll pass on the fucking play but <laughs> <laughs> we I get saw... it you and Mulaney get to do stuff that no one <laughs> yeah, likes yeah. now by the way that that live that play live yeah so funny was it really Oh my God! Was it really? Yes. It seemed like a like a Billy Crystal. Bit. No, my friend yeah. and I saw it in Montreal, and we were like, "Oh my God, this is like the best live thing." It's and on Netflix I, now, and then on Netflix, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking watch it tomorrow. I'm gonna get on the treadmill and I'm gonna watch it because you said it's funny. On Netflix, not the same. <laughs> I will say that. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you can watch stand up live, but yeah. watching a play live is tough. Here's, here's, it's still funny, but it's not the same. Here's the the problem I'm having with specials on Netflix, is that I have a million fucking options at my fingers. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm about to go off on Eliza. Well, now that you have that fucking, well, uh, let's let's start there. I'll, we'll put a pin in what I was going to think of. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to no, say? No, I can't do it. I don't don't then. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't like. Yeah. Uh, I go on Netflix and I start a special, and I I don't. And what do you make what, it? Six minutes tops? Oh, no, 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 no. You get 30 seconds with me. Yeah. You get 30 seconds. And if you make me laugh in 30 seconds... How about mine? But even then, it's like what? you can't... Mine. I haven't on seen ne- yours. You haven't seen it? On Netflix? Yeah. No. I would have definitely watched yours. Oh. Wait, You got to. Folk Hero. I'll tell you right now. But you have to watch this. Eliza. Do not watch it. Just watch <laughs> the end of... Uh, What's the one where she has her tits out? She's all naked, covered in blood yeah, or yeah. something? What? And at the uh, end of it... No, no, no. No. She's just naked. Freezing hot. I don't know. And at the end, she walks out and says, should I go back for a curtain call? And they're like, well, you know, and she goes out and she comes back and she goes, somebody needs to call the cops because I just murdered. That's good. And that's mm. the end of the special. Oh, okay. Oh, are we oh, going to listen to the Nick's, new Seinfeld uh, thing came out? Oh, it hasn't come out yet. Uh, that's yeah. I'm, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of anything overthought out. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to do Rogan yesterday. And I put on a hat and uh, and um, and I I I, 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 I I cut my bangs really bad. <laughs> I saw that. That <laughs> yeah. was so funny. And so uh, I was like, Who I got to wear a hat. It's like me because I, I was just trying to get some lag time for this next haircut. And so uh, I was like, I got to wear a hat. I put on a hat, and it happened to be a Houston Astros hat. And I was like, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it because then I, people are going to go, oh, he thought that out. Because I noticed it. Once I noticed it, I was like, oh, that's fucking horrible. I can't. Um, I watched Ryan Hamilton's. Let's, no, search. Nick Thune. Ryan Hamilton's Mark Maron's is here. Too real. I've always enjoyed watching uh, Maron do stand-up. Thinky Pain. <laughs> oh, I did not watch yours yet. Shut up. Here, I'm gonna email you. I something. definitely have not watched yours. Not New Wave Entertainment is that different than? You got to get in that. It's. I already like it. I like it because the music. There's You're a uh, no, Bert, play it out. Is that that's your email, right? B e r t. Yeah. Live at the Bell House, Nick Thune, Folk Hero. I like the set. I like the buffalo up top. I like what you're wearing. I like that they seem like they're actually fans. 
And it's not a they big are. audience. No, that's I did it at a rock club, so it wasn't like a... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Is this the podcast, though? <laughs> Just going another hour? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. I know it means a lot to you. <laughs> I'm I'm here. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm yeah, in. you're in. I'm in. No, hey, I just. So that's I, the thing I'm, in, is... I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Oh, okay, so so in shooting, I'm I'm getting ready for my next special, and I'm like, you, you got to open with a joke, man. You can't. You can't be. You like... have to have it be tight up front. Yeah. Not being a dumbass. Not like trying to overdo it. Simple. It's it is also the thing that separates guys like Bill Burr and myself in 2009 when I did my first special, and I was like. I don't know, like I don't know how to interact with the theater. So I'm going, yeah. like, hey, what's up? Like you know, like mm-hmm. I want, ah, Irvine. You gotta be calm, like I'm, you know, <laughs> like I'm sitting there going, like, come on, like you gotta go up. You gotta act like joke. all those people are sucking your dick all the time. Yeah, this is how this happens. Mm-hmm. This isn't my first rodeo. What did you just send me? I emailed you a couple clips of a thing that I did on a gossip show. <laughs> on a gospel show, gossip. Oh, this is this live? Uh... Oh, you wait! You showed me this the other day. Oh, I did show you that to you when you were at All day. Things Comedy. Yeah. Oh, uh, so wait, what's the name of this? It's called OMG Gossip. Oh, I'm not going to play this guy because he might sue us. He's the kind of guy that's like, uh, so it's OMG, and so you, you bring it out. <laughs> well, there's no way to find it online. Oh, for real? Yeah, no, because they took it down. Oh, yeah. it's a live Can show. You post it. I a- anytime I do, they take it down. Oh, then I'm the not only play place it. to put it. No, it's fine. You can play it. No, because well, but there's no. You're not going to see side. any. So uh, he showed it to me the other day. This is what happens. It's a OMG gossip. Well, it's they a, hired or I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. You the, tell um, me. They contacted my agent and said we would love to have Brendan Walsh on our live gossip show. It's a streaming gossip show that you Skype into and talk about gossip. My agent forwarded it to me. And said, listen, I'm forwarding. They sent this to me. I have to send it to you. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. But <laughs> yeah. if you want to do it, you can. I watched a couple clips, said this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Tell them I'll do it. <laughs> and then I put an ad on Craigslist, got a guy to play me <laughs> at my house, brought him into my home, my yeah. fucking pregnant girlfriend. And uh, the guy is, uh, he did a great job. He so, and that's what I said to my agent too. I said, I I don't even know why they're con- they. They're, I guarantee you, they don't know who the fuck I am. Yeah, they must have some kind of Twitter algorithm of like uh, verified people or so. I don't even know how how they how I wound up in this mix. But I guarantee you, they don't even know who I am. I'm going to hire a guy to play me. So I hired a guy to play me. We talked to uh, producers with a red beard. He's fucking jacked, too. <laughs> and they, like, we're waiting there in my place. We go live. They go, okay, we're going to go to Brendan Wall. See what he has to say. Uh, transportation. What are some? The guy had this thing worked out about Home Alone. And uh, he's like, ah, transportation through zip lines or whatever. And they're, like, talking to him. The guy's full screen. The guy I hired. I'm standing off camera. And I go, hey, man, where's the laundry detergent? He goes, oh, hold on. That's my roommate. And they're like, oh, man, we're going live. And he stands up and he's got no fucking pants on, full yeah. dick and balls. And they go, whoa, we're going, oh, shit, we're going live. Oh, you don't know what's going to happen. 
<laughs> so then I go, I fucking want to do that again, but they're never going to have me. And yeah. I have this fake gossip character on Twitter called Renee Fabergé. Yeah. So Renee Fabergé tweets to OMG Gossip and says, man, you fucking great gossip. Wait, Renee Fabergé is at one of your Twitter ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, you have your kid and your mo- and your ex wife. I have too, Trevor right? Walsh. Well, Trish got fucking banned for threatening the. Still? Uh, Still banned? Yeah, they did. They took her thing away. Why? She threatened the uh, cash mail side. How about that girl? Because she the cash mail side. How about that girl? Follows Trevor, and they were tweeting to each other because Trevor was coming to Los Angeles, <laughs> and Chelsea Peretti promised Trevor a ride in her limousine. And then the Cash Me Outside girl was like, Chelsea, is this correct? And Because, of course, she's a fan of Chelsea's. <laughs> and then followed Trevor, and they were communicating. Well, she's and she's an Trish, Oakland girl, right? What's that? Is she an Oakland girl? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know where the Cash Me Outside mm-hmm. girl comes from. But then Trish threatened the Cash Me Outside girl, and then they closed Trish's account. Oh. Um, that, was, that, was, that was one that even comics were like, yo. Brendan's got a kid and an ex-wife, <laughs> and everyone's like, "I do." I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." <laughs> uh, but so Renee Fabergé contacts OMG Gossip and says, "I love your gossip. I'm a gossip guy too. I would love to be on your show." Boom, Renee Fabergé gets emailed. Are you available on Wednesday? And uh, and also this goes out to anybody. OMG Gossip. Actually, there's not two G's. OMG Gossip dot TV, oh, oh, like OM Gossip. OM Gossip, yeah, all capital I, OMG. I, I like the name. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, they do it live on Wednesdays on the uh, West Coast. I believe it's from like 5 until 6. Either way, go to omgossip.com or .tv. You can Skype in. They take calls, too. So... Skype in with a question and then stand up and show your dick to them. Uh, <laughs> Get dicks on this show because it's the fucking most pointless fucking show. I saw but it. But I got on as as Rene Fabergé, so I'm wearing my Rene Fabergé costume, Skyping in again. I hired a guy, actually the same guy Nick hired, dick guy. You can get a dick guy oh, for 50 guy bucks. That, what's it called? Tucking? Ducking? No, the guy that I had the, the dick in Models my Nick's t-shirt yeah. where he's yeah, just wearing it, a t-shirt. What's it called? When your dick pops out of your shirt? Oh, turtling. Turtling, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Nick, actually, it turns out, because like, I hired this guy. This is a different guy from the, the first guy. guy. Like, no, I worked with Nick Thune. <laughs> he's like, I just did a photo shoot with Nick Thune last week. Uh, and he's just like this dick guy for hire. Like, I would, I would I hire a, the guy now and just have him come over and just like, and read your thing. <laughs> thing. I, I put an ad on Craigslist saying like, basically saying uh, comfortable nudity, 50 bucks, whatever. I can't so, believe he responded. He did. I used him twice, actually. <laughs> I you were say, and I the second one, fifty bucks. The second one didn't air. I used Wheeler Walker Jr. was going to do it uh, to, for real. Well, let me do it. So I go. So I so do Renee Fabergé on there, and the, I'm on again. And I was like, "Oh yeah, man, it's a great." He's like, "What's your best decision you ever made?" The host or whatever. My best decision is emailing you and getting on the show. And then I have the dick guy come out. Dick comes out right next to my right face. Next to your fucking and head. the guy goes, "Hey, have you seen my pants?" And I'm like, <laughs> "They cut it." So then I wanted to do a third time, and Wheeler Walker Jr. fucking loved the uh, the other videos. Yeah. 
I said, dude, you should get, he had a new album coming out. I said, get booked on fucking this OMG gossip thing. I'll get my dick guy. I'll you get my dick guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, it's going to be yes. 75 So now. we go and we fucking, and we dodged a fucking bullet on this too. Why? So we go and Wheeler standing. <laughs> I have a fucking picture of Wheeler Walker's fucking at the computer waiting for him. There's a guy standing there with just a shirt and no pants right next to him waiting to come on. They keep putting them off, oh, and they go. I know uh, where this is they're, going. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you'll be on after the next segment. Next segment, and we're just sitting there waiting. We have to watch the whole fucking horrible show. And I'm there like recording it, but I have to keep deleting it because it's taking up too much memory. <laughs> and uh, what we don't, and then they, so they fucking, so they get to the end of the show, and the producer comes on. Oh, well, here's a, here's a funny tidbit with the Renee Fabergé thing when the dick comes out because you talk to a producer before you yeah. go on live on a Skype. Producer, yeah, yeah, and they so the <laughs> Just... dick guy comes out right next to my head. Hey, have you seen my pants? And they cut it, and the producer in my headset goes. That wasn't funny, and I go, that's fucking subjective because I'm fucking pissing myself. So the Wheeler's talking to the producers during this whole show, and they're like, "Why well, have you on? Sorry, it's the next segment, next segment." Then the show ends, and I go, "Hey, man, we're gonna. Sorry, we ran long with one of the Real Housewives from fucking shit town or whatever." Yeah, and he's just like, "Fuck that! I'm pissed." Dick guy's not pissed; he still got paid. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, "Fuck this!" He emails his, uh, um, what do you call it? The fucking. Uh, Promotional publicist. publicist. Yeah. And is like, uh, fucking tell these motherfuckers they didn't fucking put me on because the publicist set it up. He emails the OMG gossip people and says, fuck you. I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to tell my because his publicist handles people. You're not going to have anybody on your fucking show. Stick to your fucking shitty. Sends him this angry fucking email. Yeah. He gets an email back the next day, forwards it to me. During the show... Because they have like they interview other people on Skype and they can all everybody can see each other. This one Skype girl, while she's doing the interview, her kid is in the background and keeps coming in and hamming it up like, hey, or whatever. And she's like, oh, that's my son or whatever. This ten year old kid. In the email, he gets back says, well, you know that's weird because uh, our producers saw a reflection of a naked man. In your sunglasses, and we did, and then they have these screen grabs of tweets. We see you, Duncan Trussell, and Brendan Walsh are all friends. I hope you weren't planning on exposing yourself to a fucking nine-year-old boy. <laughs> and we're like, that didn't even dawn on me when I'm seeing the kid running around. I'm just yeah. like, come on, get the wheeler so we could show the dick oh, and get the out of here. Definitely watching, dude. It. <laughs> well, the kid's there. The kid would have seen it, and I yeah. was like, holy shit. We fucking dodged a fucking bullet. Like, if it had worked out, yeah. they would have a solid, like, they just exposed themselves to a kid. I mean, whatever. No publicity is bad publicity. Wait, Duncan was involved? Well, from the tweets, because, like, Duncan <laughs> loved the fucking, the original ones and kept putting it on live leak and shit and tweeting, like, he was like, what do I say, man? And I was like, oh. just say I keep ruining your favorite gossip show. <laughs> like, Duncan has a favorite like, online gossip show. But here's the thing. If you're listening at home, <laughs> OMG Gossip on Wednesdays, they do it live. You can call in on Skype so have a dick on and standby, 
and just like try to get as many dicks on this fucking show as possible. <laughs> Poor OMG gossip. Fuck OMG just gossip. Some guys, some guys with a dream to talk. A to dream to talk to fucking like dude. That is some the most, shoe designer. That is the most about- vacuous part of this business Ooh. is anyone who just simply wants to be famous. Yeah, there's no. I get so, I get butt hurt. I can't tell you, man. I, I, I'm fucking biting my tongue, but I'll say it uh, anyway. Because I'm drinking. I don't mind acting. No, yeah. But, I, but there is a part of me that goes, <coughs> is, could I just be an actor? Could I be, uh, uh, not Chris Pine. Who's the guy that broke up with Anna Ferris? That Chris- guy? Chris something. Ferris or something. Chris. What a Chris. <laughs> what is his name? He's Chris, the, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Could I be Chris Pratt? No. No. Not even mm. fucking close. Not even remotely close. No disrespect to Chris Pratt, but I could not sit in a costume mm. on a set waiting for them to set up lights and then someone going, all right, say the thing we told you to say. Yeah. I have a real problem with someone telling me what to say. I have a hard, th- I have a hard time with someone telling me. What I don't to mind do. it. For real? Yeah. Oh, it cuts easy me. money. Oh, dude, it, oh, it cuts me in half. Like I, I can do my own shit. I love it. I can do my own shit. Like we're in development right now to do a sitcom, or no, well, not a sitcom, a single camera show. I'm cool with that. I, I'm cool with that because it's my project. It's my dream. It's my me and my buddy doing it. I'm cool with that. I'm not I like well I, you're you're dealing with your fan base and you hope that more more people like it right I mean that's no essentially I know I like when so like, when like somebody hires comedy, you all things comedy and I did these shoots these the little bar thing shoots. is one of the best fucking ideas ever what's that the one star bars oh yeah idea. yeah yeah um I don't mind those things mm-hmm. but like we did a shoot to promote my Australian dates Oh yeah, I was was, there that it was day. acting. It was straight up acting. And you know, I I was genuinely more interested in how they were setting up the lights and yeah. why they were setting up the lights they were and why they were putting the camera where it was than I was in in sitting off to the side. Like I get a weird thing, like a weird energy of drinking too many diet cokes mm. and and having too many bags of chips where I'm just like I don't want to be doing something. I'm fucking losing my mind. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and like it was fun and they were fucking fantastic, but deep down inside I was like I was like hey, I got to um I I I'm I, this isn't this isn't what I got into. No, it's not stand up. It's not stand up. And that is ultimately I think I want the I want to write direct direct create act in star in so I would when never, you feel I never good when you do stand up you get a response immediately yeah. and acting yeah it's that immediate it's like a very not immediate feeling and I have I have what you know they said Rodney Dangerfield in uh, in Caddyshack uh, he did like the first two takes and he was like sweating and then he went off to the side and he's like I'm fucking bombing out there and they were like no you're killing he's like no one's laughing and they're like not allowed to you're not allowed to that's because we'll ruin the take and he was like oh so then they went around. They were like, "Hey, this next take, just break the take and make yeah. Rodney feel like he's killing." Because yeah. that's me. I have a hard time when I think I'm not like I don't know if I did well when I act. You know? Yeah. Like and so I, to to walk away from a set and go, "How was that? Did you guys like that?" I, not enough. Of, I need people to like be like. I can somebody can give me a look and I know that I got them. Like, really? That's what I love about acting. Is what like, everybody has to fucking. 
Yeah, you. I'd be the worst fucking director. Like, I cannot not laugh when something's oh, funny. Yeah. Like, I just, it's, but I think it adds to, like, when I'm, like, shooting something and, like, when I try to, uh, when I try to not fucking. Not being responsible. <laughs> but I do, like, uh, like, when I'm holding it, I'm just like. <laughs> like, just oh, the break. I can't, yeah. My favorite time to laugh is when you're not supposed to laugh. Yeah. That's why I, I look for those in life. Like I went to uh I went to my daughter's um my daughter's Christmas play one year and uh Joey had been over here the night before and we ate edibles and I had a panic attack and I freaked out. <laughs> Don't do weed. I, I stopped. I still do weed every now. I did it yesterday a bunch. When it's uh, figure out like cuz I figured out at a certain point I was like 3 out of 5 times I do it, it's not it's not only not fun, <laughs> not- it is the opposite of like where I'm like everybody I know is against me. This is all like fucking like deep fucking like reality issues. And then like an hour or two later, you're like, I'm fine. But that wasn't fun. Yeah, no, it was never fun. But no. the, so the laugh was um, I we eat the edible. I go, I go in. I, I say goodbye to Joey. I go in and I think I'm dying. And I have one of those <laughs> nights where I'm like, I'm like, OK, this is this. I'm a grown and you up. Came home. I, I mean, we were here. We were in the man cave. And then I go into the uh, my bedroom. I sleep. I only sleep like probably four hours. Hmm. I wake up. And your up. wife is okay? My wife shouldn't give a shit. Um, she doesn't even care. She's like, you're not going to die from weed. I, she, she doesn't like me doing... She doesn't, like, she doesn't mind if I smoke pot. Today was the first time she was like, I'm looking forward to October. October. She goes, it's going to be good for you. Yeah. And I'm dying to see... Because I get very introspective when I stop drinking and I start realizing stuff like, oh, shit, I haven't made any decisions uh, sober. Yeah. Like, all my decisions have been hungover or drunk like in my life. Like, <laughs> oh, let's have kids. Oh. <laughs> you know? And so so uh, she goes, hey, it's Christmas play. You got to go. I was on LSD when we conceived our kid. Are you, You're not being serious. I'm 100% serious. Are you fucking kidding I was on me? LSD and Molly, I think. Really? Yeah. And that fucking had me and scared you just for I was like, like I'm going to come in you. Well, it was like her decision. We'd done it a few times but she was like, I know my like I can't get pregnant. It's fine, just do it. I can't get pregnant. Well, like no because like her she knew her like What if you cycle. find out what if you're that becomes how you make a Picasso? Maybe, That's- I don't know. Well, I was like scared of where I was like and she asked her doctor and stuff with like, well, if the dad jizz no, that was on was LSD, the, basically doctor said it doesn't matter what the fucking jizz does. I was on Xanax and alcohol when we had Georgia mm-hmm. and Leanne took a Xanax and drank margaritas the night before she got found out she was pregnant. And George is much smarter than Isla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we were, and we were clean for Isla. Um, but so anyway, I have this edible sitting in my body. I wake up. I'm still very, very high. Very high. I We get to the school and we run into our two best friends. Are like uh, At school? At your kid's school? I'm, I'm still very high. Um, but it's, by the way. I never go to school, by the way. Really? Like, I'll drop them off, but I I do not want to be, I'm like hungover or whatever. Oh. Like, I don't want to be here. All our all the parents were all like that. Mm-hmm. At our school, all the parents were like that. Joey Diaz's kids going to my school. Like, all the parents were like that. So, not all the parents, but but a lot of us. Wait, how party. old? Joey Diaz has kids? Joey's got a, 
yeah, he's got a. Uh, I think she's starting kindergarten soon. Jesus. And so, um, so I go in, and it's all the parents that I know, and I t- a couple of the dads, a couple of the moms. I'm like, uh, they're like, Bert looks rough. She's like, Joey. Everyone knows Joey at our school because Joey is like comes to my house for Easter and Christmas. Uh-huh. So all the parents know Joey. She, they were, she's like, Joey Diaz was at the house last night, and they're like, oh fuck. And I'm like, and one of the moms, my good friend Sandy's like, uh, you, she's Vietnamese. I'm going to do an accent, but it's not racist because <laughs> I know her. She goes, you smoke weed? You smoke weed? And she really broke in English, like a legit immigrant. And I go, yeah, we ate edibles. I'm really still high. Christmas song starts, and it is the 12 days of Christmas. But because we are a progressive, liberal, mm-hmm. charter school in the Valley, they can't do Christmas because that's really exclusive. Yeah. So they, they mash them up. They do the 12 days of Hanukkah. So you get a little bit of both. Except, except, except there's not a lot of things predominant in Jewish culture the way yeah. a mockingbird <laughs> yeah, or a yeah. golden ring would be. <laughs> so they simply run through the menu of a deli. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, my true love gets to me matzah ball soup. On the second day of Christmas. Or no, of Hanukkah. Of Hanukkah, my true love gives to me two pastrami sandwiches. <laughs> and so an we- agent named Josh. <laughs> I, start, I, start, I start laughing so fucking hard because now I'm perfectly high. And I start laughing so fucking hard that all my friends start laughing because they know that I'm still on this edible. And I'm fucking holding my chair trying to hold it in. And I thought I was going to have a fucking stroke. I literally was like... By the time they got to black and white cookies, <laughs> I am fucking like, are you shitting me? Not one Jewish person could have looked at this script and been like, this is just fucking recipes. Oh, I loved being a parent. <laughs> yeah, it was I a good like, time. I feel like they're so old now that I go, oh, fuck. Oh, Should fuck. we end it? No, 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 no. Uh, no, a friend of mine just got really great news. I can't share it because it's private, but, um, it's, uh, it's a fighter. Mm. Um, but, uh, so, but yeah, I, I like, I like, I like being a parent. I liked being a parent. I mean, meaning like I, I would, I'm jealous of you guys of like where you're at. That's the fun part. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. My oh, baby's a good so size now. Fucking fun, man. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you the one regret I have. I shared it with Ari the other day is I worked too much when they were, growing up and i know that yeah. like you were like financial stresses in your head you're like i don't know man it's just like like if, if they called you up tomorrow and they're like hey we're gonna do a 40-week tour you walk with like fucking two hundred thousand dollars you're like i'm in yeah but but yeah but no like that, that's well that's like that's, that's, that's what happened to this tour with stanhope i'm like i don't want to leave for fucking three weeks it's fucking little baby it makes sense though it makes no sense. it's fine it's it's like yeah i'm not but it's it is like, you know, those first few months are pretty, uh, like, she's just more fun every day. Uh, dude, I, I had a really hard time connecting with Georgia because Georgia was born, and then, and I was broke. I was broke, broke, broke. Like, I owed money. Yeah. Um, I got I got a TV show, and then I didn't, I didn't realize I had to pay taxes off of that money, mm-hmm. and so I just spent it all. And then my agent was like, or my financial planner was like, manager was like, um, you owe like 40 grand. And I was like, fuck. I called my dad. My dad just giggled. He goes, oh, well, I'm going to be in a man, son. <laughs> He's like, get, I goes, get, get a, get a job. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'll tell you what. He's like, so I called Aaron. Aaron at the improv gave me, uh, three weeks back to back to back 
in Miami, Miami, and West Palm. Uh, David Tell, Daniel Tosh, and Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. And I got paid $700 a week. They flew me out and they put me up in a hotel yeah. every week. And that got me out of the hole financially so I could buy groceries and stuff. And I and then, and then I worked every single fucking week that entire year. Yeah. And I, But, like, part of me goes, is it is it worth it? Well, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Be a fucking grocery store bagger? Like, what do you? What else can you do? Do you get a day job and just work out at the improv? Is I mean, that, that's not going to... A little bit, yeah. You have to. I mean, like, I just did the road, and I feel like I missed out on, like... Yeah. I really, I really, really, really... When I'm fucking 60, I will look back at my life with genuine regret that I, for the past seven years, I was on the road with Travel Channel... Every yeah. week, every every, I was two weeks out, one week back, two weeks out, one week back, and a lot of times that one week back, I do the road. But I was like, I was, I wanted to buy them a house. I wanted them to have a house. I wanted yeah. them to have a pool. I wanted them to have everything they wanted. And I, the only way I knew to you do get that a pool was, getting put in this week, right? Yeah, this week. But well, I, you can't like, like all, if you did the other thing though, you'd fucking have regrets the other way. Like that's just the way life works. Oh, I okay. That's a really great question. So what regret would mean more to you? What regret would, would lay way heavier? You're 60 years old. You're retired or whatever. 70 years old. You're retired. I hope I make it. No, no, no. <laughs> you giving up or you staying with it? Like if you were like, I stayed with it. I did good for my family. Well, you I never stay really, with it till never, retirement. Yeah, no, but I, I never saw them a lot. Or I, I, I gave up early and I, I think now all my friends are famous. I think I could have done it. Yeah. That'd be impossible. That would to deal fucking with. kill me. Yeah. Well, if you think about the people well, like you where like you're at now, and like you look you're... at your dad, I want my dad to stop. But if your favorite actor, you want them to keep going, right? Yeah. So it's like a weird back and forth. I was in a car with a club owner one time, and we're going to press. He goes, "How old are you?" I was like, "I think probably forty-two at the time." He was like, "How long are you going to do this?" And I was like, it was the first time in my life I ever heard, I ever heard that in like a way like, hey man, you're kind of depressing. <laughs> and I was like, in my head, I'm like, hold on, I'm friends with the funniest people in the world. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a good comic. I don't, I'm not. Maybe I'm not selling tickets, but like, I'm a good comic. Like, I'm doing good press. And by the way, why do you have to be so mean this early? Yeah, right. Oh, I got yeah. to do press. <laughs> but I remember he, he was just some fucking guy just being honest. And I was like. I go, I'm, I think I'm going to do this forever. And then I started, like, this is going to sound really depressing. But, like, I started seeing the side of a business where you go, like, oh, I get it. I get it. I get why people get into drug addiction. Yeah. You know, like, and you go, fuck. That club. I won't say it. <laughs> San Diego? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Great fucking nod. I'm going to have another cocktail. Is anyone going to have another cocktail? No, I'm done. Really? I'll have one oh, more. I'm drunk. Like a, a little tit. I'm, I'll take a tit. Okay. <laughs> Is it San Diego? No, was it wasn't. Is it what, Go what, Bananas? What club? St. Louis. Ooh, St. Uh, Louis. Yeah. And it wasn't the owner. It was uh, the manager. Because I, I can't shit on Mark Rose. No. Mark like no, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with yeah. Mark. Mark is helium. Yeah. No, oh, I yes. don't like him. 
I will go against Mark any day of the week. Why? Yeah. I got drugged. What? Yeah. Hold on. Don't say anything. I'm going to have to fucking edit it out because I'm not editing anything out. Yeah. A little tipsy, right? Not much? Yeah, just a little. Okay. I'm going to have a halfer. You want a halfer, Brendan? Yeah. That was more than a That's halfer, good. by yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, tell well, me the ice. Unless I have to Wait, they out. drugged you at helium? Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's not a. Uh... <laughs> now you gotta tell it just to offend him. No, I'm not gonna tell it. He wishes I would tell it. Wait, they dru- Wait, what do you mean you got drugged? I got drugged. Somebody and dropped something in your drink. My opener and I got drugged yeah. in I've Philly been drugged before. In Philly? In yeah. Phi- no. Wait, uh, hold the mic. Portland, to your mouth. North Carolina. Oh, okay. Rally. They have a helium there. They Wait, bought Mark- good nights. Oh, yeah. Okay, he does good nights now. Yeah, I'm so not this wasn't talk that long. Don't talk about it. I don't think. Yeah, you you didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you well, talked no, enough. No, I also, fuck that guy. By the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now you can talk about whatever. Fully. <laughs> really? No. Yeah. Fuck that guy. There's a lot of like, uh, I yeah, I I I love Mark. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about Mark. Really. Oh, I mean, I could say some bad things, but what do you have to say about him? He's a no. good guy, right? No, I, I, Mark was supporting me when I was a young comic and got me in at Philly and introduced me to all my press contacts. And when we did my, when we're doing my special at the Troc in February, um, <laughs> what they, uh, they were like, hey. he's an executive producer. <laughs> no, I, they were like, they were like, hey, you know, we don't have to include Mark in this. And I, yeah, part Mark's of me was a like, piece of shit, by Mark, the way. I was like, that's not fair because Mark has been integral in my growth in that in that market, and so I I was I remained Mark Growthman. Mark, <laughs> you know this is fucking just going to come back to haunt me. I'm getting yeah. a text from Mark right now. We should just call Mark. <laughs> well, Mark is actually a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, will, I don't. Have I will that. sit on By that way, forever. I'm only laughing because like usually when you go on a podcast, you're like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. But like, oh, let's not bring up Eliza. <laughs> no. No, Eliza and Mark are their enemy. I mean, it's actually the enemy of what we do, right? Oh, oh, I was on the funniest fucking chat. It's how you feel, and then you say it. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't work me at the Helium Clubs when I was there. No, I'm doing the the punchline, actually, in Philly. Yeah. Because I will never do a Helium ever again. <laughs> Not now, <laughs> because Mark is a piece of and, uh, shit. What's his name? Ben uh, runs uh, Punchline. Guy used to do Helium. I just ran into the Punchline comics, a bunch of the owners of the Punchline, uh, and I guess they're AEG. No, no it's, it's Live Nation. Live Nation. Live Nation came out to my shows. How in, you doing on smokes? And I, uh, I don't know how many cigarettes in here. That's all right. Um, they came out to my show in Phoenix, and they were like, "Hey." Uh, we were in town for a meeting, and we wanted to go see a live show, and Molly said you were here. Yeah. And then they were like, you know, we got a club in Philly. And I was like, oh, I'm doing the truck. And they were like, oh, fuck. And I was like, yeah. But the truck's not, I mean, that big. No. Uh, seated, it's probably, well, seated 700 maybe? 600? 600 seated. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Philly's, I love doing Philly. I, I will the miss. The punchline's like 450. Yeah. It's huge. I fucking the I did it, um, but I'm not knocking the club. I'm knocking myself. But it was it was 
they were pretty. It was a pretty new club, and Thursday night show. I pr- I had like two hundred and fifty, two hundred and seventy five people. It felt That's empty. A lot. Felt empty though. Yeah, I didn't have curtains yet or anything, and. I mean, I would love to go back and do it. I mean, I Here's love the working thing, those clubs. It. That's this is what those. But clubs it was offer. like, I was like, ah, there's 275 people here, and it feels empty. I know. And then why can't? And you then get the comedy s- sucked on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you were bad. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck, guys? He came out the gorilla suit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude. Those were like, I wish I stuck with that shit. Like that's. I should have moved to L.A. then. I would pay to see you in a gorilla suit doing your act, but I can't hear the words. Yeah. But you still do the momentum like you, you're killing, so you drop the <laughs> mic. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, those 450 clubs, I like them. I like them because if you do, uh, if you, it, it, it's, a, it's a better way to make money in a market, in my opinion. Well, yeah. You well, know, for because, you, yeah. No, but, but I think and, for for all of us, because say it's like say you could move a thousand seats in a weekend, right? Yeah. The percentage or the the pay the amount you get paid to move a thousand seats at a four hundred and fifty seater club, you'll never get that at a theater. They just you'll never get that. Yeah. And so, like theaters are great. Rock venues were the shit. But then I think they got oversaturated with like bad comics. Like I think there were a lot of comics in L.A. who were like who were like. Fuck clubs! I just do rock yeah. venues, and you're like, and you're like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't be working anywhere. Yeah. And then they set up a tour, and you're like, you're like, oh no, like you, you're putting a bad name on comedy. By the way, same shit happened with road comics going like, uh, Dayton Funny Bone, I fucking murder, and you're like, yeah. nah, man, you don't. You're yeah. Just a bad fucking comic. Skyline Appleton sold out every <laughs> show. It's like every show just I sells out Appleton, no matter who. Way. I've never been yeah. Appleton. I think Big I'm, fan. I think I'm going there. Uh. Condo okay. situation. That's another place that I turned down in what? the past year. The condo? Skyline, because they have a condo. I mean, I don't want to shit on, like... We, but I had heard when I first started doing comedy, it's like, oh, the, the guys that run it are fucking the coolest guys ever. And you should... They have this condo. The guy's mom cleans the condo. But they have, like... Like, I was there, like, in February. Like, they have this... Every like, you day. walk in... No, 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 no. no. Just at the... Uh, at the end of the week, but you share the condo with the MC and the feature because nobody lives in Appleton, so guys drive uh, from Milwaukee. And you pass. walk in, there's a fucking dossier on the table of like no guests, no fuck, take your shoes off. This there's a lockbox over the thermostat, and like I was there like in February, it's freezing. I'm like the, the fucking thermostat's on sixty two or whatever, and I can't turn the heat up. And uh, and then they do shit like summer money where like and I work there in the summer where they're like, <laughs> oh, you get like half the regular pay because it's the summer months and it's not good. And I'm like, every show is still fucking sold out. Why am I getting paid half? You should be getting paid double. And also it's like it's not easy to get to. There's a there's no way to avoid a layover yep. or two. Fuck that. And and the condo thing, it's like because I don't even know if there are hotels there. I mean, I'm sure there's a fucking days in, but. But I, I was like, I'm not going to fucking do that for the money they were offering. And I've had great times there. I mean, I that's like when I first started doing comedy in Austin. Like, I, I did the Skyline once or twice a year yeah. featuring and then headline. They co-headlined me once. Did you ever do the Amarillo Comedy Club? Which one? Amarillo Comedy Club. No. In Amarillo? No. Oh, it was owned by the... Uh, by the um, Mexican Mafia? Nope. It was owned by 
Kelly, oh, fuck, owned by these three brothers, all of which had real bad drug problems. Uh huh. Met one of them as a comic. He passed away from a patch, one of those uh, batches, like you the uh, heroin patches. All right. Like you know, like you put a patch on and it just drips yeah, into your body. Instead of heroin, and then he doubled up. Oh, okay. And so, um, I think I don't. I'm not certain. See, right? Yeah, yeah. Kelly. I wish I remembered his last name. They were the coolest fucking brothers. All had really hardcore drug addictions. The owner, his brother, Kevin. I don't mean to slander anybody. Maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. say real names. Yeah, that's actually was his brother. Established name. that like in the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, his brother, one of his brother. I don't know. One, I can't remember which one. His brother would pick you up. His brother had fallen one time on his arm and never gotten it fixed. So his arm didn't, the left arm didn't work right. Uh. So he only had his right arm to work with. In his right arm, he would pick you up in his cutlass, and he would have a cigarette and a brush. And he would drive, steer with the right arm. What kind of a brush? Smoke, a, like, a, like a round, like a cushiony brush, but mm-hmm. bristle. Hairbrush? Hairbrush. Yeah. And he, he was so high, he'd drive with a cigarette in one hand, brush, and hold it. And then smoke and brush his hair as he drove you because it felt good to be on pain pills and brush your hair, I guess. And then he'd be like, hey, we got to make a stop. And we'd pull over to a drug dealer's house. And he'd run in, get pills, come out. And he'd be like, all right. And I'd go, hey, aren't we running late for the show? And he's like, nah, they can't start until you get there. <laughs> and then he said to me one time in the back, he's like, you can say hey, whatever the fuck you want to say on stage. N-word, but he used real N-word. Yeah. N-word, J-word, J- real J- Jew, you know, Jew. And then uh, go through it all. He goes, but no GDs. And I want you to do one hour. And so Jeez. I was like, no goddamn. And so you, I'd go on stage and I'd have to do a fucking hour. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, and one time his brother Kelly, who's passed, was one of the sweetest guys. By the way, that's the first club I ever headlined. His brother yeah. Kelly came in, little buzzed, cigar in his mouth, goes back into my bag and pulls out my joke book. And then goes and sits in the back of the room and flips through my joke book and goes, uh, tell this joke. And I go, oh, all right. I'm like fucking 20. I'm, no, I'm probably 33 years old. So I just fucking tell that joke. He's like, tell this one. Oh, and, I just, yeah. and just went through my whole book. And uh, and then his youngest brother, who's also passed, um, and I would go to the bar next door and just drink uh, margaritas and uh, and Coronas. God, I missed, I missed the road when it was like that, when I was like Look, hungry for it. The Skyline taught you the first place I headlined, headlined you. Skyline, I think, was the first place that co-headlined me. With who? It was this guy named Jimmy Roulette. Doesn't do comedy anymore. He's a prison guard now. Shows you who? Jimmy Roulette. He was an Austin guy too. Black guy, very energetic, very likable. And this was uh, one of the fucking. So we're co-headlining. So we would flip. Fucking, I'd go first, then him. And then he'd go first, then me, like each show. First show we do, I go first, then him, fucking kill, do great. Second show, <laughs> he goes first, then I got to follow him. And fucking, and it's like high energy. Feature? Likeable. No, co-headline. Oh. So they would like, we would flip each show <laughs> well, until the second show, Friday. Like, I think I did... I went first Thursday. I went first the first show Friday. Yeah. Second show Friday. First show Friday, I go first. He goes second. Great show. I'm outside smoking with the waitresses, hanging out. The second show, he goes first, and I have to follow him. 
fucking crickets. And I get off stage, the waitresses I was smoking, like, people wouldn't make eye contact with me. The fucking staff that I was, like, hanging out with before was just like, oh, yeah, we got, like, side work to do. And then they were like, from now on, I guess you go first and Jimmy goes side. Like, you just can't follow that. Steve Trevino. You know Steve Trevino? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve Trevino. And I did... uh, I got it. I should have. He opened for Mencia when I was. I was like running. I was working at Cap City, like between when I was like first starting to go on the road. Feature. He was opening for Carlos Mencia. Yeah. And he fucking. He's like, oh, they say you're a funny comic. You want to do a guest set or whatever? I was like, nah, I'm fucking. It's weird. <laughs> my gorilla when suit I'm here. fucking. <laughs> yeah. This is after the gorilla suit time. Like I was already kind of on the road featuring here and there. <laughs> And he's like, uh, you should do a guest set. I'm like, nah. and Mencia already had this fucking. He was closing with Cosby's football bit really? that weekend with the like, you teach the kid, you knock him down and he gets the ball. He's like, hi, mom. Like the fucking yeah. one of Cosby's biggest, uh, the end of himself. Yeah. And Mencia is closing with that and killing. Fuck. And, and Trevino's like, you should do a fucking set. They say you're funny. You should do a guest spot. I don't want to fucking do a guest spot. Then, like, Saturday night or whatever, he's like, talk to Ned. Uh, you're doing a guest spot. I just talk to the club. I was all right. Go and do a seven-minute guest spot. Did fine. You know, did good. Yeah. I had all this shit about hating babies, actually, like, because all my friends were having babies at the time. And a week later, I get a call from a guy who I know in uh, El Paso. It says, has Carlos Mencia ever seen you? do comedy really? i said i did a guest set last week he goes yeah he's doing your fucking whole baby thing which is so funny because that's such a white person's bit because mexicans predominantly have babies younger yeah so he'd alienate half his fucking audience well it was a fun bit yeah you know but like that's such like a like a white 33 year old and it was a guy. seven minute set that he yeah. had to pull from so it was like a side thing that someone was like oh that's Walsh's bit. So I went, I, I did Miami Improv with, uh, I was supposed to headline it. I get down there, and on Thursday I get to the club, and they're like, has anyone talked to you? And I was like, no. And they're like, okay, um, the manager needs to speak to you. And I was like, all right. So I'm waiting outside the club. I'm like, how, how do I get fired this early? And the manager comes out, <laughs> and he's like, so this is Steve Trevino. Steve is a, a very funny comic. He's going to be co-headlining with you this week. And uh, and I was like, I think this is my. I don't think it's co-headlining week. It's just yeah. me. And they're like, it's turned into a co-headlining week. You haven't sold any tickets yet, and we need to move tickets. So we've papered the room. We have like forty-five people here mm-hmm. tonight. But Steve can get you on press tomorrow. So you guys will both do press, and it'll be really great. And so I'm like, okay. So he leaves. Steve sits there, and Steve's very fucking cool. He's like, hey man, this yeah. is super uncomfortable for me. I'm sorry. I'm down here. And Joel called me. Uh, I and Joel. Yeah, Joel Batchoff. Yeah, and he goes, uh, he goes. Uh, I just, I just, you know, if if I can help, I can help. But it's your show. I won't take stage from you. <laughs> I was like, okay. So we do the first show Thursday, and it, it's fucking great. It really yeah. is. Steve was bringing his own opener with him, DJ Cooch, and so it was. It was <laughs> DJ Cooch. It was uh, R- Ricky. It was DJ Cooch, Ricky Cruz, yep. Steve Cravino, mm-hmm. and then me. And so the. We did the first show Thursday. Great. We go in and do press, and Steve can get us into all the press because they all know Steve because mm-hmm. he met him through Mencia. And we do all the press. Steve even goes in and does Spanish press. 
Yeah. And like, I, I don't go in for that. Yeah. But he goes in and does like 45 minutes on Spanish press, speaking in Spanish to them. Like, yeah. Or no, I don't know if he was speaking in Spanish. Let's but, loco! Yeah. But like, he goes in. It was like fucking that was great. Spanish. And then he's. <laughs> and then the whole weekend's packed. So I'm like, okay, this isn't yeah. bad. First show Friday. DJ Cooch goes long. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Ricky Cruz goes long. Steve Trevino does 45 minutes. And so now they've seen a full show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, put your hands together for Burke Kreicher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, I bombed so bad. Sweat drips off my chin onto my shirt within the first minute. <laughs> and a guy's doing this to me. He's like, like he's slamming something into his hand. And I go, I go, is there a problem, sir? And he goes, you're so bad I want to beat you with the bat. And I go, I go, oh, you must be Dominican. And nothing. Fucking nothing. Oh, shit. I get off stage. I go, yo, Steve, maybe we can switch it up on the late show. I have a feeling that this is your audience and not mine. Yeah. And he's like, he goes, hey, man, I'm not stealing your weekend. And I go, I go, please, please steal my weekend. Yeah. And he was like, no, man, like, trust me. Like, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. I do the next show Friday, and I bomb worse than I bombed yeah. on the first show. Like, and I go, and I know that you guys have bombed in your life at one point. Yeah, but I'm course. telling you, when I say this, I don't believe anyone's bombed this hard for an, for 45 minutes. Like 45 minutes of not not no laughter, no laughter, and like whistles and, and like hate. and hate because I'm a white. guy. I had who, uh, in that same small room in Cap City. Everybody in the showroom turned their chairs around to face away from the stage. Are you serious? Yeah. So I guess you have... Not during the monkey thing. (laughs) And a fucking... And they were throwing shit at me. Ice and chicken bones. Wow, that's Texas. Yeah. The... I was green as hell. I was... It was my first headlining. I will wrap this story up in saying that the... First show Saturday, I'm, I have a conversation with Do you my... think you kept it the same order? A hundred percent. I said to the first show Saturday, I said, Steve, will you bring me on stage? I, I think when yeah. DJ Cooch says my name, it sounds like they don't, they shouldn't like me. I go, no disrespect to DJ Cooch, but I think that like when you say it, if you said, hey, my friend's coming That's up. That's the first time the sentence, no disrespect <laughs> to DJ Cooch has ever been spoken. And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, 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 I'll bring you up. So he brings me up and he's like, you guys are going to love this next guy. I, he's an LA comic. We're friends. He's been here with me all weekend. I love yeah. him. Put your hands together for Burt Kreischer. Says my name the way you should say it. Yeah. Kreischer. Yeah. And uh, and then I go on stage, and uh, first thing a girl says is, show us your dick. <laughs> and I go, and I. by the way, I've been bombing so hard that I go, it couldn't get worse. I go, sure. She goes, fucking do it. I said, no, I'll show you. You got to come to the <laughs> green room. She goes, you won't do it. I said, I go, bitch, I just said I'd do it. Stand the fuck up. And now everyone's like, oh, this guy's got attitude, right? She comes back to the green room. I go in. The mic used to be on stage. You could, and the green room was attached to the... And I walk into the green room with the mic. She walks in. I hand her the mic. Big mistake. But I hand her the mic. I take my pants off. Big show mistake. her my dick. And she looks at me and just goes, it's fucking humongous in the mic. The place goes fucking bananas, right? Oh, wow. I walk out. And she leaves, and she goes, it's fucking big. And a girl goes, I want to see your dick. I go, stand the fuck up. So she stands up. She goes around. I give her the mic again, thinking it worked the first time. It worked well. She, I show her. My dick is not big. It yeah. really isn't big. And uh, 
she goes, uh, looks, looks at my dick, then looks at me and goes, it's bigger than my boyfriend's. Place goes fucking bananas. Oh, shit. And, and then I go out and I start telling jokes. And I, and I, <laughs> oh, shit. And then I was like, I was like, okay, I haven't been doing well all weekend. Like, I, I break the, you know, the, like, I go, I haven't been doing all well all weekend. You guys clearly are my demographic. I don't think you understand what I'm saying, like the majority of you. So I go, so let's do this. I go, let's bring the most, most Cuban guy up here and the blackest motherfucker in the room up here. And, you, and they'll translate to you guys. So I bring this big hood motherfucker with gold fronts up. I bring this Cuban guy that barely speaks English. I go, I'll sell a joke. You guys just translate. So I met this girl at a bar. And then I handed the black guy. He's like, man, I'm talking to this bitch in this fucking club. It fucking killed so hard. But it turned out to be a good weekend. You like how I tell a hero That's amazing. ego story? No, it was No, it was just giving up. It was like, no, it's it's fucking uh, it's being a funny guy and dealing with the situation. I, I mean, like, I don't want to name names, but like the, you could think of a hundred comics who a just would have driven home after the first show. I could think of a hundred comics who would just keep doing the same thing repetitively. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. am done. What's that with the podcast? No, I'm so drunk. Okay, really? We should wrap this up. All right, let's wrap this up. Um. And let you, me know if tomorrow I'll call. I'm, I'm not releasing this. I'll be in Australia when this airs. So if there's anything you want me to take out, I'll take out anything. But if you don't want me to, I'll leave it in. Leave it all in. I fucking hey, love what did it. I say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing at all. Because look, I got love for everyone. We're all good. And do you know who Jason Siegel is? Is the new podcast coming yes. out? When's yeah. this coming? When's this one going to uh, come out? Stanhope was tonight. This one's next week. Okay. Unless Dan yeah, Soder yeah. needs needs and his Stan earlier. Hope is in this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Stan Hope. Is oh yeah, also. Stan Hope's in this episode also. <laughs> this has been like a four-hour journey. Yeah, Soder's coming over tomorrow. His he's got a you gonna piss? Oh, we're done. We're wrapping it up. Yeah. yeah. I fucking love you, Nick. One of my favorite Nick moments ever is the podcast I did with Nick. The very recently, by the way, and uh, he comes in and we start podcasting, and he just looks antsy and he goes. I could use a little pull of something to straighten the boat out. I was like, me too. I was like, I never share that with anybody, but I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. And we had a sip of vodka and had a few cocktails, and I was like, I'm going back. He left. I was like, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> it was like my favorite podcast ever. <laughs> um, new podcast, Finding Jason Siegel. No, do you know who Jason... <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. No, but please do, do you find know who? Do you know who Jason Siegel is? Is your ultimate goal to get Jason Siegel on the podcast? It, it could happen. I mean, yeah, it's 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 not. it's uh, it's designed to go about a year because we're it's each state. So okay, and then but also including DC and uh, Puerto Rico, probably Puerto Rico and some live ones, maybe if things go okay. well. <laughs> I like but, this. Uh, I like this. Do I you know who Jason fun. Siegel is? You got a taste of it earlier. I would like to. I would like to see you bring on um, people he's co-starred with in movies. And have we'll them see. Run lines I mean, so far there's Robins. no guests. We'll have some guests eventually, but uh, I mean, I love crank calls and calling it's, people. I like playing with the phone. It's the thing that I never got to share. Is I called you, like just personally. I didn't do it on Twitter. I didn't do it like yeah. to like, hey, I got a friend who's fan-. like. I just was like, like I I got to call you and tell you. I was like, personally, this is one of the fun. I'm listening to your crank calls, and they're making me die laughing. Uh, yeah, yeah, the diarrhea. And I, and like, I didn't do sex. it like retweet your thing, like really mm-hmm. funny, mm-hmm. so I can get credit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm doing this personally. That's how fucking great it is. Yeah, it's good. I'm going to put out a CD of our crank calls. By the way, I also think we could totally do a dad podcast because the way we talk about being dads. Dadcast? I'm sure that's taken. 
<laughs> if we called it Dad Fuckcast, or we'll, we'll come up with the name. <laughs> but I, I like the way we talked about being dads, and we should talk to like we should talk to yeah. comics who get because we're their all in different pregnant. phases yeah. too. Like yeah. you're like the fucking also like dad that should not be this drunk cast. Yeah. Dad, this should not be this drunk cast. Can we use? Can you use your Uber app in case you puke in the fucking car so my rating doesn't go down? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my rating doesn't go down. Um, but I like I like the idea that anytime a comic gets preg- get a chick pregnant, we have them on and tell them what it's like to be a dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. We can bring so on other dad comics, huh? Um, and I got to give a shout out to Nick for wearing the pants that he felt on the flight of stairs with his son and getting them simply patched because they're too cool of pants to lose. What brand of pants are those? Massimo from Target. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're nice pants. Thank you. Can what I are they? You? I mean, no, they had to be nice because you had them ha- stitched. Yeah, no, double, double RL. Whoa. That's double Ralph Lauren. Lauren. Oh, okay. Snitch. We Snitch. <laughs> What, what do you say when you say the word at the same time? Not snitch. Jinx. Jinx. I'm also like way too drunk. All right. We're ending it right now. Yeah. Three hour podcast. The podcast is. is it three do you yeah. know who Jason Siegel you know is? Jason Coming Siegel out is. soon. We're out uh, now. Nick Thune. Great. Great. Walsh. I love you guys. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.